0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: tell us about the tattoos shut the fuck up oh, you yeah. little prick but
2: then i've got
0: the phoenix hey prick so i'll take it from bob every day of the week
3: absolute disgrace
4: I'm sure no
0: one'll mind. Move him out of here, Daryl. No.
2: Ricky Hatton didn't go over for his fighter because he risked getting abducted and sold into sexual I
4: love a shit.
0: Both have been rape victims.
1: I'm not watching Frank Boogly only life on a
4: Saturday night <laughs> Jesus Christ get yourself a life
2: he's actually a, a priest yeah yeah it's
4: because
2: his brother John Fury I gouged him
4: what have I told you all this time he's going to end up sucked out, fucked out looking for a hand
3: boxing
1: um nutters messenger group whoa they're gonna oh i'm gonna be the king jade you know what i'm saying
2: Welcome, everybody, to the 460th edition of the Boxing Asylum Nuthouse. That was a hell of a Ford engine, and it's going to be a hell of a show. I'm your host, Matt D. With us today, Steve Wellings, Ozzy Smith, and Andy Patterson. We were treated to one hell of a day of boxing yesterday from top to bottom with fights going on all over the place. The main uh, fight of the weekend, though, was Keith Thurman making his return after two and a half years out of the ring and securing a victory, after I believe more than 1100 days without a victory, with a unanimous decision over Mario Barrios 118 110 two times 117 111. Once I had it 118 110 myself. With Thurman starting very well uh, with the left, uh, he uh, was working in hooks and short uppercuts. Apparently hurt his hand on one of those sh- uh, short uppercuts. Had uh, Berrios hurt in the fourth. Uh, he started doing do nice little hook and slide moves in the fifth uh, using his movement. And uh, uh, around the eighth uh, round, he landed a great right hand. Berrios hurt him to the body, though. Uh, The story of Thurman's career, but per usual, didn't hit the canvas, kept going. And he uh, basically won out on the cards going the rest of the way through. Um, Oz, you called that points victory. I think all the gamblers uh, saw that value uh, because by the time I went to make my round robin for the weekend, what once was a plus 325 play had narrowed down to plus 160 uh, which I thought might have been it was a sucker bet and they thought they could buy people in uh, but I was wrong you were right uh, Thurman though uh, becoming uh, looking like a consummate boxer, boxer puncher that was a good performance
3: yeah I thought it was a very good performance actually given that uh, how long he's been out the ring and we said last week it's not as if you know he's had a couple of camps and then he's got injured so he's actually been training he's um, he's what's it called he's actually just been doing nothing. So to come back, it was against a live opponent, albeit Barrios was being brought up in weight. It was still a live opponent. He could have fought somebody uh, far worse. And I thought initially, and I think it was the first six rounds, I was actually quite worried in the in the perspective that I thought Thurman might well have got him out of there. Um, but you know, he, he kind of did what Thurman does and just didn't go through the gears a little bit. Um, was certainly hurt to the body himself. However, um, for, you know, what was it, two years out of the ring, I thought it was a very, very good performance. Does he go and uh, cause problems for the likes of Terence Crawford or Errol Spence? Um, I don't think so. And I think the pair of them could probably get him out of there, actually, um, because they would work to that body. do question Barrios' game plan because you know, it was evident, you know, if, if you're going to box Thurman, you do try and work that body. And it was very, very limited in what they did. Um, so I do question that. Uh, but that saying, you know, I hope Thurman now remains active because just because, you know, he might not beat the likes of Spence or, um, or Crawford, it doesn't mean he can't have a say in the division. He's not going to be an easy fighter to beat. Um, and he certainly, you know, like if he becomes active... You probably insert him in, you know, without a doubt, the top 10 welterweights already. Um, So there's fights there to be made for him. Uh, and It's a case of, you know, I I think he came through unscathed. I don't think, you know, there's no reports of any bad, like hand injuries or anything like that. So fingers crossed uh, he might have a couple of weeks at the gym and he's straight back in because the division will be better for having him active rather than just disappearing again for the next, you know, 12, 18 months.
2: Uh, Keith Thurman that's in the ring is definitely good for boxing. Uh, He came in at 145 and a half pounds. Uh, Joe Goosen uh, didn't know that that was a good thing. But uh, when I saw him in the ring, Andy, I noticed that uh, his his custom custom, uh, cornrows running into some dreads, basically, in the back were gone. I think Keith might have lost a pound of hair on that one. Uh, but uh, you know, he was doing 800 sit ups in the gym uh each day and he was doing 15 round sparring sessions, Andy. Um, he still got touched to the body and it still hurt him, but I think he did build up his core, I think he did build up his stamina, his movement, uh, not just lateral but uh, his upper body movement, exceptional.
4: Yeah, I've seen a couple of training videos him and that. He's, he's been working with heavy vests on and that as well. you know, building up conditioning and that to be honest, but um. I agree with what Ozzy was saying. Considering that it's, it's like a ring shaker, or sorry, a rush shaker as such, um, he looked, I thought he looked pretty pretty well, to be honest with you. Uh, certainly the first three or four rounds, very aggressive. statement with a jab, right hands. Um, I don't know if it was a combination of maybe either getting hurt, as you said, maybe you got touched to the body a couple of times, uh, either getting hurt, maybe got slightly gassed, or you just maybe want to pace himself a wee bit, because I thought he was a wee bit unsure about, you know, can, can I, is, is it kind of like, you know, into the kind of latter half, and that's because of obviously that long layoff. But he says he needs to be active after this. And that, I mean, I think you know, obviously, Barrios is limited. Um, probably Thurman made to look good actually, to be honest with you. Um, you know, sometimes he was he was happy to move away. Thurman uh, Barrios would see you know, maybe pump a jab or you know, have be a wee bit of success with the body, but wouldn't really gonna follow it up as much. Um, so there is that, I think. Off the back of it, though, I want to see Thurman. If he's talking about titles and nah, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. So, hopefully, maybe get in with uh, a maybe a uh type of thing if he wants to think about staying busy. Um, but in the end, I thought Barrett, as I say to you guys, Barrett's ended it looking like Avatar at the end of that fight. He was badly swollen, nose was all badly kind of disfigured and that as well. So, cause I think he's been at the ring now for the best part of three years and nah, that, that was probably the perfect tune up performance and opponent that he had there last night. So, fair play to him. Um, this is. Fight again mid-June, July time, possibly. But then I thinking to myself, he's headlining a pay-per-view there last night. So I don't suspect we'll see him out anytime soon, possibly. I think he'll be looking for a name. Um, I, I, was it Ugas and the Spence one there? I think he's targeting as well. So uh, we'll wait to see what comes with that one. But um, all in all, it was it was, it was a good performance such. Um, as such. But says Baros is, is a wee bit limited. But, you know, f- fair play to Thurman. They look good for the most part, especially doors. Uh, and he really put it on Barrios. You know, Thurman, I think he even wobbled Barrios Well, left hook in the final minute of the fourth round, I, mean, I think it was as well. Uh, I think Barrios kind of recovered quickly. So he has got that tough, you know, toughest about him, Barrios. Now, obviously, his face showed it as that as well. So, as I say, it's fair play to Thurman in that. But as I say, get active, hopefully.
2: Activity is, is the name of the game for Thurman. He's 33 now. He's, he's, he's not a young man. Um, you know, him, him and Crawford are about in the same area, but, uh, Steve, I'll tell you for me, um, something that I think made it so that Berrios could not win the fight was this corner. I've come to the conclusion that Virgil Hunter is incapable of creating a really solid seek and destroy game plan.
0: Possibly. Maybe Barrios needs to go to Adam Booth or a trainer of that ilk. One thing I do agree with you on is Thurman's activity levels. We need to see Thurman active now. Momentum, no more hiding away, no more breaks. Two or three more fights, then sit back and relax. He can enjoy himself after he's retired. I moved the betting needle last week, Matty. I know you'll have a good bet by picking Barrios to win. I thought he barely won a round, uh, let alone won the fight. Thurman, he was punch perfect. He could have captured off with the stoppage, but all round, I thought he looked pretty good. And as for Barrios and Hunter, Hunter must have known that he wasn't going to win that fight. The only opportunities Barrios seemed to get was when Thurman took his foot off the gas, started to pace himself a little bit. Thurman was just the better boxer, the bigger puncher, busting up Barrios's face badly. He started to resemble poorly towards the end. I know Avatar's been going around on Twitter as well, but Barrios is tough as hell. We knew that after the tank fight. Apart from a few body shots, he didn't have the punching power to compete. His jab, his body work were decent. Thurman might have felt a body shot here and there, but I never felt like he could turn the fight around with a shot, even in going into 9, 10, 11, 12. All he could do for me was last the distance. Thurman looked in great shape, and his, his body's been fragile in the past. It held out. He said he, he felt great coming in, but you can only tell a fighter's true fitness in the ring on the night. And I thought it was Thurman's trainer, Dan Birmingham, who we haven't seen around this, the scene for for that often recently, he summed it up before the fight, he said Barrios' greatest attribute is his toughness which is just code for he takes a good beating and he definitely took a good beating last night because I thought he got the shit beaten out of him Thurman looks good, let's see him out again, no more breaks, Barrios I would be a little bit concerned about him at a certain level because he might feel better moving up to 147 but he hasn't got the power to compete even if he does have the size and he hasn't maybe got the ring IQ to compete either, he will take a shellac in but long term, someone's going to have to have a look and say, "Look, Barrios, you're at a certain level, and hopefully the PBC will look after him."
2: He um, he might fit like a gatekeeper role pretty well. You mm. know, I, I could see him do playing the role of a Rosado. I think he has just enough to make that happen. And I think you've seen with the pairing of uh, Rosado and Freddie Roach that uh, that the right trainer can uh, definitely get the best out of uh, out of these guys that are. You know they're not going to be uh, they're not going to be uh, the the man, but but they they should uh, they should at least be the person you have to face to get to the man.
0: It'd be interesting to see what they do with him next. Whether they think right, we can build him back up a certain route and get him a title and do big things with him, or whether he's going to come in that Rosado role. You know which way top rank would go now. He would be the opponent. He would be fed to a few people and then maybe disappear off. It'll be interesting to see what the PBC do with him. Yeah, well, and it's interesting that they've
2: know the PBC have been really uh, smart with the way that they've used him. I mean, obviously they've utilized him as a as a critical uh, excuse me a credible opponent for uh, their their top guys because I mean he ticks all these boxes. You know, I was mm-hmm. I was selling him to to beat uh, Davis, and through six rounds, I didn't think I was that far off in that fight. But there's uh, there's just something that's not quite there that separates him from uh, from the top guys in the pack. One thing um, I'll
0: add quickly, Matty, as well, just on Thurman, I love a good blast from the past. And I was listening to him during the week discussing his sparring as a youngster. Talked about Dan Birmingham earlier with Ronald Winky Wright, who was also trained by Birmingham in Florida. And he was going on about Winky's quality jab. Just bang, bang, bang in the face. Really accurate, hard jab. One of the finest Southpaw jabs of recent years. So shout out to Ronald Winky Wright there, who was uh, with Birmingham earlier, you know, toward throughout his career pretty much. And Thurman's now in that same camp.
2: Yeah, that's one of the reasons I've always been uh, high on Thurman's ceiling is because he uh, he was competing with the uh, really high level uh, boxers at from a very young age, and uh, by all accounts, um, God, I'm trying to think, uh, Andy, it was e- I think it was either Doug Fisher or uh, John Sc- John Scully that said that that Thurman was like knocking out these pros when he was
4: 15 years old. I mean, he was he was a bad fucker. Um, I kind of might might have been Fisher to be honest with you. I, mean, I know he was big around, but the gym scenes and that, uh, especially for upcoming prospects, it was him that kind of really covered Valero back in the day. Um, but see, I wasn't—I'm not as invested in uh, his tournament as what you were to be honest with you, because you you touted him for like superstar him at one point.
2: He was just headlining a pay per view, and he only has one defeat to one of the t- two greatest fighters of the last twenty years. I don't think I was that far off. I was way further off with Matisse. I'll, I'll eat that crow all day long. I'll fucking give you that one. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll eat that crow all day long. But uh but Thurman has been a good one. He uh you know he's been winning fights in a very competitive era of welterweights, and, and coming to that Oz, I gotta tell you, I don't like the fight with Crawford at all because Number one, they're two of my favorite fighters, and watching that fight, I I just I don't even know how, how I'd be processing that because I, I don't know where to root. But I feel like Crawford's precision body punching um, would be death for Keith Thurman. But but I think he has the speed for Errol Spence. I think that Errol Spence is someone that more so in, imposes his size than imposes his ability in a lot of ways, and I think ability to ability. I'm going to take Thurman.
3: Uh, I disagree on that one. Um, I think Spence is a lot better than somebody who just uses his size. Um, He's got a hell of a lot of talent. He hits hard. And I just think it would be too much for Thurman's body. I mean, we saw last night Barrios is not a big hitter, but he hurt him to that body. And I think Thurman knows he can get hurt to the body now, and I think he'd be wary of it. But it's not saying it wouldn't be a competitive fight at all. I just think down the stretch, Spence would get him out of there. Likewise, I think Crawford would do the same. But that's not saying that you know Thurman wouldn't pose any problems because he does have skills and assets that will cause these fighters fighters problems as well. So I think you know, I, I I'd be amazed if um, you know if it you know the Crawford fight happened next. You know that saying Crawford is looking for an opponent. Because Ugas and Spence are set to fight each other. So without that, Crawford is again just in that no man's land waiting. Who else is he going to box? I wouldn't begrudge seeing that Thurman fight next. I don't think it'd be a disastrous, um, you know, well, it wouldn't be disastrous. At all like I said, uh, you, you sl- uh, Thurman, you know, is now deemed as active and he immediately probably slots in, you know, the top five, eight you know, welterweights in the division. So I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Um, do we see that next? Probably not. So I, I agree with what, I, I think it was Andy said, you know, will we see him against someone like maybe Mean Machine or um, dare I say, David Avanissian, you know, Avanissian's looking for, um, you know, for an opponent because I don't think uh, the Ortiz fight will go ahead because he's going in a different direction as well, rather than with the WBC. Uh but well, back to the original point, um, I do think Spence would beat him, but I think the fight would certainly be competitive early on.
2: Andy, what are your thoughts on that?
4: On what uh
2: Spence against on Spencer against Thurman and Crawford
4: against Thurman. Um uh, what where do you think uh what, what fight do you think favors who the most? I agree I agree to, to side with uh well Crawford obviously in that uh Spence See Spence I'm still a wee bit on the fence with him because obviously I I really still kinda of linger with the uh, thoughts with me about that car accident if it's still gonna haunt him at some point. But even then, even with Furman's inactivity and that I, I still believe Spence is gonna to have too much for me to be honest with you. Um I agree with Ozzy was saying that I think Furman would probably make it competitive the early half of the fight, but then I could maybe see Spence, you know, middle rounds start kinda of like picking away and then maybe just taking away with the lead nut as the fight goes in the stretch, win on points. Um Crawford probably points as well, uh, to be honest with you. But we have seen as well, if, if he does get pressed, if he's in a situation where he thinks he's losing, he can go there and just, oh, seen against Porter, he can go there and stop the fight when he needs to do so. I could maybe see Crawford get a stoppage here as well.
2: I would. I really sit with Crawford by stoppage in that one. Um, I, I take, I Thurman by decision against Spence all day long. Steve, last word on those con- potential contests.
0: Come on, I'm an Earl Spence fan. There's no way Thurman's stopping him. Well, well, actually, it depends what version of Spence we say. I agree with Andy. I, I really don't know. He's come back. He's been injured again. We don't know what's happened with the car crash. If you're flying out the car 100 miles an hour, you're going to be in a bit of bother. Spence, I hope he's not done, but I am concerned about him. So I'm going to do a complete... Uh, flip around on its head like AJ here and say, yes, there's a possibility he could get stopped by Thurman, considering the fact that he's still injured, if he is indeed injured. Boot tennis is the one for me. He's the one to watch out for coming up. I think he's a massive prospect. Crawford, would love to see him fight Thurman. I'd, I'd be looking for him to stop Thurman as well. Lesser fighters than Crawford have hurt Thurman in the past. And after the layoff, if Bud's on form, that'd be a massive statement if he was to sign with the PBC and fight someone like Thurman and stop him impressively. But I'd love to see him fight Spence, Thurman, Ennis, anybody like that. As long as he's active, as long as he's fighting, no more pissing about. Thurman, Spence, Thurman, Crawford, Thurman, Ennis. Yep, make it happen.
4: He's, he's talking about he's wanting you know, belt holders. So that's that's Spence, that's Crawford and that. But I think he knows himself with Crawford. The fact he's targeting Spence, you guys as well, as, because it's easier, easier fight to make as well. We just don't know what Crawford's doing at the minute. I mean, here's Hern coming out here saying, you know, we would love to sign up Crawford. But he needs to be realistic about his financial demands. That would be the secondary question I'd be asking Eddie. The first question would be, what fighters you got for me? You know? He's just course. attaching
0: himself to Crawford, yeah. isn't he? I think just to keep newsworthy. Not that he needs to do that, but that's all he's doing. I don't think there's any realistic top uh, chance of him signing Crawford. Like you said, what, what on earth would he sign with her uh, I
4: asked the question and somebody came back to me and said, well, he's only got Connor, Ben or Liam Smith. So, yeah, I think... Uh, I like to see Crawford we can, you know, do it on his own and that, but I think at some point he's going to have to go across to PVC at some point, even as a fight by fight deal or whatever and that. But it's uh, if you want to see these fights, I think he's going to have to step up there and just just go for it. I uh, I'd like to see basically
2: anything except the boots fight. I don't want to see Thurman fed to boots because we I think we kind of know where that's going to go. Uh, but oh, come on, man. Let's see him
0: dissected, Matty. Where's yeah. your enjoyment here? Get that referee, <laughs> It was referee Mitchell yeah. Skelly involved, in and then we can all have a good night.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of a good night, the chat is rocking right now. Uh, excuse me while we go through these names. Uh, thanks uh, for everyone in there, including Michael Thompson, Ryan Pettit, Ryan Ormerod, Johnny Clydesdale, Dong Nelson, Chris Burns, Ian Chalice, Dez, John Wool, Rob Barnett, Big A, Cedric Sniff. John Fagan, Leon the Canteen, Mark Boxeo, Josh Ford, M Lithgow, Adam Hughes, Kaiser Koba, Irodon, Motor City Cobra, Mark Stanton, Ryan Chisholm, James Windsor, High Guard Plotter, JB, Bossman Man Liam Wynn Joe Burns, Daniel Mannion, the Hardcore Casual, Richard Welton, uh, JG, Celtic Spirit, or Celtic Spirit, excuse me. <laughs> Sounds totally yanked there, don't I? Danny Young, Sad K- Sad Ken, Take Ames, Overlord, Stephen Hill, Chase Athletics, Liam Davis. If I missed anybody, I do apologize. Uh, it is rocking in the chat today. That's always good to see. Um, that undercard was was pretty uh, entertaining to see as well. Um, Steve, uh, I I was uh, I got to tell you, Leo Santa Cruz has a bit more in the tank than I thought he would have at this point in his career, especially after that knockout. And it was interesting to watch him work over Carvajal, uh, the uh, the son, or excuse me, the uh, nephew or great-nephew of Michael Carvajal, ah, who, so, uh-huh. who so hates hates Carvajal, Carboh- hates uh, the, the, uh, the guy, kind of losing his first name, Carvajal that was in the ring last night's father, Dylan. that he... Wrote a uh, a press release talking about how he fucked family members out of money, and he wasn't even at. And he said that he wants Leo to kick his ass, and he wasn't even at that fight, but he was seen at the DAZN card. That is some serious family shade, Steve. I enjoyed every minute of it.
0: I'm glad to hear it, Matty, because time was at the premium because I was working yesterday and today. So I had to decide what I was going to watch and what I wasn't going to watch. And I said, I feel bad for this, but I had to skip Santa's news. I said, I'm sorry, Leo, you've been a good servant. I've watched you twice in action uh, fight against Frampton. I've interviewed you many times. You're a nice guy, but I can't bear to watch you fight anymore. Uh, Santa Cruz. So he had to go. So I can make no comment on that other than that I just flicked through it. He had this big uh, bleach blonde mop of hair flapping about all over the place. I said, no, I ain't watching that fight. I ain't watching Santa Cruz. But I did watch the other two. Uh, Jesus Ramos against Vladimir Hernandez. Fun I fight. Ramos, fun, I fun fight. I thought Ramos looked really good. and This was a good step up for him. You know, He caught him with the left hand, piled on the hurt. Good stoppage from the referee. A couple of things came to my mind. First of all, Ramos is a lightweight. Lightweight scene's buzzing. Where does he fit into that lightweight scene? I think he's 18 and 0 with 15 knockouts, so we can clearly punch. Showed against Molina in his last fight as well. He's a good fighter. Looking forward to seeing how he progresses. And that's a statement stoppage for me because Vladimir Hernandez, he's a tough nut. No, he's that was at 154 views. pounds. Oh, is it, is it oh, right. Yeah. all right? Yeah, Hernandez the spot as high as
2: 175, and what he looks like he gets. Could... No, you're talking about the right one. There was the uh, the, the 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 Jesus Ramos and uh, the Vladimir Hernandez. Yeah, that was 154.
0: Bloody hell, there you go. Well, Hernandez does look a bit stocky for the weight, but I didn't realise it was as high as that. But this it's a statement win even more so than against a bigger guy like him because he's a tough nut. He's got good wins on his record. And what does it say about Julian Williams' his prospects going forward? Of course, Williams is up there as well. Um, he got beaten by Hernandez. Ramos has absolutely tanked Hernandez. So I'm looking forward to see how he progresses. Um, the other fight on the card was Luis Neri. I did see that one as well. I thought Castro's, he kept his right hand too low. And Neri's team obviously spotted that because he kept on throwing it over the top. Castro, he was when he threw the right hand, he was bringing his whole body across. So Neri was like, well, thanks very much. I'll just throw my left hand straight into that space. Again, 27-0, same as last week with Xavier Martinez. This time with Castro, you've got these guys with long, unbeaten records, switching gyms, switching trainers, switching promotional companies. They step up and it's just not there. A 10-rounder. Castro's 27-0. He fought Escandon before, didn't have it all his own way against him as well. You know, these guys gotta get tested, and I that, thought you got that defended. was close
2: on the cards though. When, when I he... thought
0: I thought it was I thought it was closer on the cards than PBC had. Yeah. I was watching the Fight T V one, but they were talking about Larry Hazard scorecards. And yeah, he the, seemed to have it quite wide. The score card... on that it
2: was ended up it was uh uh you ended up with, with nearly one one at ninety six ninety three. Mm-hmm. I think I think Castro took one ninety five ninety four himself there.
0: Yeah, and then Neri took the other one. I think it was 96, yeah. 94. I thought it was closer than Larry Hazard had it. But Castro, uh, just for an unbeaten guy, I mean, there are different ways of fighting Neri. We saw Brandon Figueroa. He smothered him, used the strength, the intensity, and just broke him down to the body. And then there was Aaron Alameda, the South Pole, if you remember him, fought Angelo Leo last time. He had success countering Neri. Either way, I think you've got to attack his body, deplete his engine. And Neri has the power and Castro had pockets of success, and I thought it was a lot closer than Hazard thought. But Castro's got to be doing, doing trying to get over the line against someone like Nery if he's going to go forward. But um a would win for Nery. Get
2: over Neri doing that cutesy shit. That was way. I unexpected. like the, the hands down sort of almost like a Philly shell type he, thing. He he was he was rolling punches. Mm. He was getting underneath them. He wasn't throwing uh, as wide as he usually does. I mean that knockdown he had in the first. I mean that was straight as a die. Um, it, that it, Neri was, he was throwing some cute shit in there and it really pissed me off because Castro was who I needed to complete my round Robin. That son of a fucking bitch.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but they've tightened him up a little bit, but I think that the best version of Neri is the aggressive version. The Reynoso is when they took him and tried to get him to box. I don't think it suited him. I think the aggressive on top version is the best version using his power, using his aggression, using the PEDs skipping the waves that 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 the the, the magnificent bastard there is is the version we need to see going forward.
2: <laughs> Andy, what were your thoughts on this fight? Because I know you hate Neary uh pro- probably more than I do. Well maybe not after he cost me money, but w- the
4: hatred is real. Yeah I was I obviously it's it's tempting for the drug situation or whatever. Um a couple of times there was there was one going on, I think it was Keith Ideck could say that he was struggling with the weight as well for this fight. So um, maybe he's not on the on the juice, maybe it's on the bread and water. Who knows? But um, yeah, it was a weird one actually because you see, he, he, he kind of like tends to kind of fight better when he's being more aggressive. I thought he was kind of like sitting on the back foot a fair bit. Lone Castro would be the aggressor, and let him kind of come to him. He was happy, to kind of like sit back, counter punch, um, and just basically he was he was in control. And it wasn't, I suppose, a, a great win in terms of what he's going to do for the division or whatever and that, but. I kind of think he's he's kind of a snooker between the weight and that as well because he's he's kind of like high up with the 122s. He should be really at, at one eighteen, uh, preferably uh, to be honest with you. But um, it was it was one of the performances for me. I had it on two speed, but it was um, kind of I thought it was kind of shit to be honest with you. Even though he was kind of like elusive for like Castro to try and catch him and that, it was it did nothing really for me. You it see was it, the it least entertaining had... fight of the of the yeah, card, for probably, sure. I, I picked the wrong fight another card to watch, to be honest with you mate, because I am sitting here watching it, I was like, ah, nah, this isn't a, this isn't great at all. Stuck out to the better end, I must admit, but um couple of good moments where Nery's landing some flush uppercuts. Um but Castle just couldn't he couldn't get to him or put anything seriously on him. As Steve says, Finger beat the absolute shit out of him. Um that's kind of more kinda of the blueprint of how to fight that guy. Um and if he, if he's gonna go about to try to protect his body with his hands down like that, then you've got to be trying to aim for the head and that, but you just couldn't get anywhere near him. But um, yeah, as I says, um, I dare say he'll be high up with WBCs. He's, fav- he's got favourites there. Um, I'm sure he's something to go through random drug testing as well. I'm sure still at this point. Um, so we will wait to see who he rocks up against now. But uh, at this point, Stephen Fulton would actually have his way with me, Boris. Way
2: that that was a WBC and WBO eliminator there. Um, so he could he could wind up. Does does Fulton hold both those belts? Yeah. Well, yeah, there you yeah. go. So Unified. they're trying to set that up. They need an opponent for Fulton.
0: Could do worse than, than him. If you're not going to fight Akhmad Aliyev in the unification, he could fight Figueroa in a rematch. He could, could fight Neri. It's, yeah.
4: it's, be- it's better than a Ronnie Rios or a Thomas
2: Patrick Ward. Just don't no. fight Mark Mills, throwing us a five spot in there. You Mark, wish, much appreciated. Much appreciated on that. Um and uh, man, I'll tell you what, I uh, I know you guys didn't get to catch uh, everything on that card, but the uh, non-pay-per-view portion on Fox was uh, really entertaining as well. Before that, I uh, had a good 140-pound fight with Omar Juarez, uh, getting a split decision over Ryan Carl. Um, and Juarez was dominating early, early. Carl had a nasty, nasty cut, and he came back. He started uh, throwing a lot of lead rights and gave Juarez fits. Um, it, it, it was a fight that I think could have gone either direction. There was a uh, point deduction in the seventh, uh, so that uh, because uh, Juarez was uh, using his forearms a little too heavy. That was a really uh, that was really decent fight there,
0: Matty. Can uh, I just say something quickly on that? I, sure. I didn't actually see that. Fu- I didn't see that fight, but I think that was a sort of make or break for Juarez against Cowboy Carl, who's no mug. Because a couple of fights ago, didn't he lost to that Al Rivera, that Filipino guy? And he hasn't looked great, at Juarez. So he could have been on skid row, as Porky says, if he hadn't won this. So he really needed that win. <sighs>
2: He did, he did, and uh, Ryan Carl is is proving to be a, a a good opponent. He he gives you an honest, nice work for sure. Um, first time I saw him, I, I saw he had a ceiling, but uh, he uh, he he gives it a rip. The tough thing for him is he does cut easily, and he's got that really pasty skin, so uh, everything shows pretty bad. Um, also on that, an upset. Uh, at welterweight with luke santa maria coming in on late notice uh, to take on abel ramos and taking a ud against him i scored it a draw personally um it it was uh but uh, santa maria took it 96 94 on two cards uh really wrong 98 92 um on another one uh and uh, santa maria was hurt early i thought that ramos bossed the first few rounds really um i had him up four one or three one through four and then Santa Maria just came uh, came on really strong. Uh, I thought Ramos picked out the 8th and the 10th. But it was uh, a really shocking fight um, as far as uh, considering uh, where folks thought Abel Ramos was going based on recent performances. And uh, Luke Santa Maria, after that uh, kind of surprising win over Devin Alexander proven, man, for a guy that had a 12 and two record, this kid is something else. And this was a a WBC eliminator. So he's moving up in that one himself at 147. So he could find himself in a very interesting spot. Uh, Let's see here Um, over on the zone. Andy, I'll tell you what. I actually think despite everything that happened uh, this week, that was uh, pretty interesting in boxing. I think the fact that one of your uh, hot prospects, Jesse Rodriguez, on less than a week's notice, jumped up two weight classes to take a decision over Carlos Quadras, um, including uh, dropping him with an exceptional uppercut. Um, Quadras had his moments, but I think you're right, man. This kid is the truth.
4: Yeah, he's, he's really looking good, man. I accidentally—I mentioned it this morning. Someone actually hit me up with an old tweet of mine from two years ago, and I stated then uh, that I think it uh, between light flyweight and flyweight, this kid would be quite dominant. Um, I wasn't expecting to fast forward two years so quick, to be honest with you. And he got two weight divisions to go and prove it, but he was absolutely exceptional there last night. Absolutely tremendous. You know, he's been with Robert Garcia now for I think he's since he came out the amateurs probably seventeen. I'm sure I think he's twenty. Is he twenty two, twenty three? Um, but what a performance. Um just the, the variety, the willing to kind of stand in the pocket, just a wee bit fraction too long, I thought, but just to kind of punch the you know the right uppercut as well for the, the drop quadras was beautiful. The way he pivoted, put the right uppercut underneath, it was just a beautiful shot. Um mixed it up, varied it, worked the body. Um fair play to quadras and that as well, who to be honest with you's been over the course. We we all know this and that, and he tried to keep fighting, tried to keep coming back, pure badass. Um, and he, he had a few moments in that where he, he kind of tagged Rodriguez to the body. Um, I remember uh, a couple of times, he, especially the early half of the fight, he caught Rodriguez with a couple of uh, right hands and that. Uh, and Rodriguez took him pretty pretty well. So that kind of probably suggests that he's got a decent chin the kid, to be honest with you. Because, you know, even at this point, Quadras, even though he might be past his best, he's still a tough night's work for anybody kind of topping that division. And I think he could potentially say go to 118. I think about him being a Tekken fighter and that, he's probably a chance to fight some Japanese guys over there, get a couple of paydays, guys like Higa, for example. But it's all about Rodriguez at this point for me. To be honest, when I was looking at it last night, you could see the physical difference in that as well. He's no fully a 115-pound fighter yet, I don't think. I think that'll come in a couple of years. He, he spoke about he's going to remain in the weight, obviously because he's got a belt now and that, but he if the great opportunity comes, he will go back down to 112, maybe even 108. You know, he's, he's, he's got it all, I think. I think, obviously, the, the wee bit he's got to kind of maybe tidy up as the, as the defence. I think he holds his feet a wee bit too long um, and he stands with his hands up, so it allows maybe the opponent to get, get a shot off. But you remember, that's the first time he's went 12 rounds as a professional.
2: Yeah, they said he'd only got yeah, eight, eight was
4: as long. Eight <laughs> rounds, aye. And to be honest, see, when I was looking at he's, he's his fight against uh, Sol Juarez, that, that was his step up at that point because Juarez had been over the course by a few people. And he he went through him like he was like like he was a novice, and that last night kinda, I was like wow that was that was exceptional to be honest with you. So just to have him come up for like as I says I thought he was going to campaign at 108, but to take a chance like that and to come out and perform like that in the manner of what he did um, makes me sound like a wee bit a profit. So I'm quite happy to be honest with you. Um, so it says that I've been championing this kid now for the best part of eighteen months, two years. And uh, I'm happy that he stepped up there uh, and, and, and done the business. And Eddie's got himself a potential wee superstar in his hands. If he markers mark some right, gets him a few opportunities at maybe 112 to unify in that as well. Uh, we'll wait and see. But if he's going to stay at 115, I would love to see. And that's probably a fraction too early. That's too early for the kid possibly better. But the winner against uh, Gonzalez, against Martinez would be ideal.
2: I'll tell you what else was uh, was ideal. Look at that, uh, Declan Declan Graffin throwing in fifty pounds. Says probably do something after ten plus years of free content. Hey, we we appreciate that. You know, five bucks a year that's not a bad subscription. We'll we'll he, take that. He's yeah. in the
0: Patreon as well, man. is he? Well then,
2: hey, you're you you know you're you're all on top of it, my friend. Thank thank you for your so much for your continued support. Uh, uh, you uh, you guys make this all happen. All this uh, definitely keeps the nuts and bolts uh, up and and going. Um, and we appreciate that very much. Good luck, Clint. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. All all of the people people that listen to us are good people, Steve. We clearly offer an exceptional moral environment. That's uh, not only good for uh, you know the men that love boxing, but for women and children too, in my opinion.
0: No, we we allow people to realize it's okay to be immoral. I think we (laughs) we endorse their immorality, Matty. I think that's maybe what it is.
2: Jesus loved everyone, and he even walked with the whores. You got to remember that. You know, and, and we we walk with whores too. We we well. Yeah, you know, maybe I do. You, you guys are all like decent and
4: married, aren't you? You
2: poor bastards. Well, anyways, I'll I'll walk with with extra whores on your account.
4: Um, if you're married though. As long as you can manage to like, uh, corrupt them, then you should be all right. In that <laughs>
2: Yeah, there you go. And we'll, we'll have but to the, talk. I wish to you know more and subscribe to your newsletter. About the Botch doesn't it go amiss, you know. <laughs> Never. <laughs> um so that was that was uh I'll, back on to that uh the uh Rodriguez quadras fight there. Steve, I forgot. Did you say if you caught that one or
0: not? Uh yeah, I, I haven't got much to add beyond what Andy said there. Rodriguez he looked a lot smaller. Said he was going to go back down in weight once he won the title. Good attitude, refreshing. Uh, we thought that as all the pullouts were happening, that we might end up with a bit of a bum card. The undercard wasn't that good, but the main event was class. Quadros was a lot bigger, hitting to the body hard, strong. He's had his issues in the past. Nice spotty back, and Rodriguez just stood in there, fought with him, had a cut. Um... Nice body shots. And I thought the uppercut that he landed on the turn, bang, knock Quadras down and yeah, against a much more experienced op- operator. They said he's the youngest world champion in the whole of boxing now. Andy's been championing him. To be fair, I haven't seen him in action before, even though Andy's been saying for a long time to keep an eye on him. So all props to him. He's, he's absolutely. He looks class. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of Rodriguez at 108 or whatever weight class he, he chooses to campaign at in the future.
2: Absolutely, and uh, I'll tell you what else I'm willing to see a little bit more of. Uh, Steve is Jamie Mitchell, um, uh, limited opponent and Carly Skelly. But once again, this chick gets a gets a stoppage, and she is a real puncher. Uh, working with quality trainers, she's. Uh, I, I'm excited to see her in some in some potentially uh, top level women's fights. Uh, th- this gal could end up being a, a name in the world of women's boxing. That was a few fish. She landed some vicious shots.
0: Yeah, she's vicious. I was trying to think where I'd seen her before, and I thought she either the one who beat Terry Harper or she the one to beat Shannon Courtney. I think it was Shannon Courtney. I was trying to remember. but yeah, she's she's vicious. She has a punch, which is sometimes lacking in women's boxing. Her opponent, me and Aussie, we were having the discussion really last week as well. And we both came to the same conclusion that, to be fair to Carly uh, Skelly, then she shouldn't have been in the ring for anything. Any reasonable sanctioning body, credible sanctioning body, shouldn't have been sanctioning her for a world title. I thought because of the women's pool of fighting, it's maybe, uh, it's okay because it's a lesser level. And but she shouldn't have been in there. She was getting knocked from pillar to post, absolutely battered. And the referee was a little bit slow coming in at the end. She had no power. Um, she took her opportunity. Don't blame her for going over there and having a go, but this is the this was the co-main under zone, and people say, oh, you know, you shouldn't be slagging off this, that, and the other. This shouldn't be a co-main. They should have had something a bit better than this uh, in advance, but Mitchell did her job. It was nothing to do with her. She, her they were job going to,
2: against the Thurman pay-per-view. Though. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, I, much know, weight I know. How are you going to throw in but, that? I agree, but it had it had to be a little, a little bit better than this. I mean, more the opponent than anything else. The corner knew she was out of her depth. As I say, you can't blame her for taking the opportunity, but she got destroyed. The referee jumped in eventually and saved her. But you got to have a higher standard than this for something purporting to be a world title. So that's that's all I can really say about that.
2: Yeah, the world title aspect is ridiculous, right? It's it's kind of like the like the minimum weight uh, weight class for men, though. It, there's just such slim competition. You see some of the people that that get title shots, and you're looking like, hmm, well that happened. But uh, amidst that, you know, you also have your Kazuto Iokas. Who who get title shots early, right? And uh, and uh, anyways, people like that.
0: Minimum wage? I thought you said minimum wage. That's probably been more more
2: appropriate. Yeah, I mean, after travel and paying your trainers, ish. (laughs) You know, it just depends on what country you're saying it's minimum wage for. So anyways, um, uh, I know Oz is looking to get back into the conversation. So Oz, Chris Eubank Jr. with the unanimous decision over Liam Williams, uh, four knockdowns recorded. Three of them should have counted jabs Mm -hmm. of all accounting for half of those uh, counted knockdowns. But Williams refusing to go away, uh, fighting hard in the middle rounds. Um, arguably, the scorecards might have been a little bit wider than they they should have been, but um, Eubank Jr. doing his best, Roy Jones Jr., which is good enough to beat Liam Williams, but probably not enough to compete at 160 with the top.
3: No, it it was a really bizarre fight, <clears throat> more so on the perspective of Liam Williams, who in the past two fights now he he's been dropped really early. The um, under I the Andrade fight was a, a lot heavier shot. But this Eubank one, um, he was just dropping him with jabs. It was odd. It was like, you know, had his punch resistance gone. But then in the um in the second half of the fight, he um he was taking bigger shots and they weren't really wobbling him at all. So I don't know if it's a case of is he not warming up properly. Um I did I did wonder is he just botched the weight, you know, and he's just taking too much weight off. Um, I thought Eubank early on looked good, to be honest. Um, you could see he'd been working on things. But then I just thought, as the fight went on, he reverted to type. And it would have been a bigger statement had he have got Williams out of there. And I think he could have done that. He claims he chose not to. Uh, he wanted to give him a beating. But I just think, you know, he just looked started to look for single shots. and It just wasn't working, really. Um, so I thought, well, it didn't really... I just feel like he could have, you know, maybe stepped on the gas the second half of the fight. That allowed Williams to win some rounds himself. Um, but overall it, it was a solid performance. Uh we I think we all said last week that Eubank is caught in two styles, and I do think we saw that uh in this fight again. We saw him uh, you know do some bits what he used to be really good at and more so where he tried to box. I thought at the end, in the last couple of rounds where he was, you know, doing all like the shimmying around and foot movement and things like that was was unnecessary. Uh, I thought Williams was there for the taking and he just chose not to. Uh, but it's a good win. Um, does it mean that he can compete at the top level of 160? No. I think, you know, we've seen what, you know, what you can do to beat Chris Eubank Jr. Uh, but 160 is not deep at all, is it? There is no depth there whatsoever. Um, he claims he wants, you know, he wants title fights next. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do with him. You know, who who are they going to look for? I mean, I think um, I think Lara Erizlendi Lara caused, cause will cause Eubank all sorts of problems. Um, I don't see him fighting, you know, uh, Jamal Charlo. Uh, is he going to come in against a Deviachenko? No. Uh, we can rule out Golovkin without a doubt. He had the opportunity and bottled it. So I haven't got a clue what they're going to do with him next uh, at all. I-, I don't know, but um, he's not got time to be fucking around, you know, with B and C level opponents. Now you junior, um, he needs to go in at the deep end. Uh, I mean like I said There's just no depth What wouldn't shock me uh, And it's one of Andy's favourite fighters uh, He's a German guy uh, 33 and 3 Vinny Feigenbutz That's a U Bank um,
4: move mate as well That's the type of fighter Bank would go for
3: Exactly Big record You know they'll get some sort of WBA Bauble belt on the line um, Sauerland, Sauerland are involved with Bank anyway And who is Vinny the doorman involved with? Sauerland so it'd be a good opportunity to get him a big payday and it'd be someone like that. We've tried for the champions, but we're going to get, you know, Vinny Feigen butts over. You know, he's coming off, you know, to, uh, a big uh, KO win over Nuhu Lawal. It's a typical Eubank opponent. But as for Liam Williams, it's he's in a precarious situation now. I, I, like You know, it, it's kind of a common thing what I say on this podcast that, just because you get beat doesn't mean that your career is over. But I do wonder what the Andrade fight took out of Williams because what he can't be doing is going now into every fight and he, he lost the fight before it even started. And he was dropped three times in the first four rounds yeah. of jabs. You you can't have that going forward. Um, I think he's too small to go up to 168. Um, so... It's going to be interesting. I think he needs probably a good break away because what one thing I do credit him for is he didn't go away and you know and have a couple of warm up fights. He went from the Andre fight straight into the Eubank fight. But this is where he probably does need to go away, have a quite you know a lengthy rest, uh, decide what he wants to do, and ultimately he probably does need to drop back down to domestic level. There is fights available for him. You know, he's still a player at domestic level. I mean, we've seen what he's done already at 160 at British level. Um, I always feel he's not had that proper step up to European level, probably. Um, And I still think he could win a European title as well. It just seems a long way away yet. So he needs to go and have a think. And as I've said about you, then, he he needs to, you know, they, they need to get him moving now. They need to get him active uh, get him another fight scheduled ideally for what June something like that. Uh, and let's see. I I
2: think basically Eubank is European level. I think he's you know would be top tier of European level. I just I don't think he's championship caliber qual- caliber fighter. I just I don't see it. Um, Andy, what are your thoughts on on this fight?
4: It was a strange one, mate, um, to be honest with you. Um, that first knockdown, I actually thought it was a hook because it was so quick and so sharp. I actually missed it in real time. Um, and then when it came back, it looked like it was a, it was a jab. It looked like, I don't know if like, he caught, I don't know if he stepped aside banked through the jab and it just, it's just kind of caught Williams as he's kind of like square up a wee bit. But he just didn't seem to hold a punch. Yeah, I listened back to what we were saying last week, actually, because it was interesting pretty much how this fight went, apart from obviously the early knockdowns, we pretty much called how this fight was going to go because we didn't know how Eubank was going to turn up, how he was going to approach it. He's talking about how he carried Williams, you know, twelve rounds because he wanted to beat him up and then, you know, basically humble him or whatever you want to call it. But he had he had moments he was beating the shit out of him early Doors and he decided to take a foot off the of gas. Williams is allowed to come back into the fight. Whether he won rounds or whatever, that's something that's for debate. But, you know, if you allow a fighter to get back in and he's aggressive and you're not doing nothing as much, you're still windmilling a couple of, a couple of shots, then they might start favouring Williams, uh, you know, towards winning some rounds. But I just thought he could have stepped up a wee bit, actually, and, and, and just ended it. But I don't know, mate. I, I agree with what you're saying as well. Is he's no absolute elite, world-class level Um. He has got his area and that, but it's if he's if he's targeting like a Golovkin, it's purely because he's 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 over a hill or whatever in age. He's, the names that he's got on his record are, are faded vets, especially the, um some of the wins at least not like Abraham and De Gail. But um this this Lean Williams fight should have happened years ago. This would have been an ideal fight for a European or a British title, uh, like two, three, four years ago. Um instead of that, Williams come up short, which was a gutty effort against Andrade. He got it out there again last night, but it just shows that he has got his level on that as well. He's, he's slightly above European Lee Williams, but just kind of get his leg over at, at World. Eubank probably slightly above uh, Fringe World level on that, but he's just not good enough to kind of tangle with, like a Canelo or a Golovkin. Guys of that ilk. Um, interest, cause I've noticed that next week Saunders against uh, Jacobs. Um, sorry, Saunders little, uh, Jacobs John against Ryder, uh, Ryder sorry. I want you to see him fight the winner of that fight possibly playing that, but you know, with with the belts as
3: such andy that's, that's at 158
4: though, eh? though. yeah I yeah and i I, I don't
3: yeah he's at 160 um so i don't see you know um him going up But i think that 8 pounds as well you know he's not a massive hitter at 160 even less so at 168 i had a look at the rankings then there's barely anybody and that's why i say about faginbolts it reeks of a typical, you know, Eubank opponent, big big padded record, garbage. Um he has a good chin, but you know, Vigenbutz can't pop really punch. What way there it, was? You know, Is
4: that super neat?
0: No,
3: that's 160. Oh, is it all right? Okay. Real quick, Chris Burns thrown in
0: 179.
2: Uh, But uh, I throw that out there because I want to also get this comment out there. Uh, Chris says Williams can come again. Jade can't. I still think he says anyway. Um, Hold on, hold on. Albert Ross says, this is gross. Sergio Martinez versus (laughs) Yubank Jr. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) get another world champion I I wouldn't be surprised, you know. I well, I am like, no
4: oh. way. Ben Ben Shalom came out and stated that he's interested Saunders coming back, having one more fight, and he mentioned the U one.
3: Right. So see, uh, I tell you what. I mean, I I think Saunders would be suited at 160 anyway. I've always said that. But if that is probably a fight that can, you know, get the juices flowing for Billy Joe Saunders again. So I think you know. But I I think I've not seen anything in um in you, but you know, the new U him to say that he'll go and beat Billy Joe Saunders because, let's have it right again. You know we revert back to that Canelo fight. Saunders was you know competitive in that, and you know the levels between Canelo and Eubank Junior. You know unthinkable. So I, I think I think that's a bad fight for um, for Eubank actually, but it will pay well. Sky would probably put it on pay per view. Um, so I think you know that is realistic because uh, I mean like I said, you look at the rankings. I mean, you know, th- I'm I'm just on box rec here, so we all know, you know, it doesn't count for for much. But the top ten is Eubank Jr. is ranked one, Lara's two, Jamal Charlo three, Andre four, uh, Mungia is five, Carlos Adame's six, uh, is seven, Liam Williams is still at eight. Uh, is it Zanibek? Uh, Alan oh, Khan? Cool. Is it? Yeah. Is it nine? And Michael fucking Zarafa is ten. Michael Zarafa. Um, <laughs> so it's like you know, there, there is just no depth. There is no depth to the. I say no depth. There's barely any quality in it. You got Selecki at eleven, Vinny the Doorman at twelve, Kana Islam thirteen. Uh, you know, fucking Sam Eggington's top sixteen. So it's like you know, see, my god.
4: See, see that Magomed is it Madiev? I think he's he seen a fight on the Sky Card next week.
3: Yeah, he's guy fighting that, um Felix Cash.
4: Felix Cash. Uh, uh yeah. Steve might remember this name actually. I think he's a Uruguayan. Uh Emil Vidal. big fucking dude for the weight. Oh, he uh, fought at Ali? Yeah, he's got yeah. quite a good heavy output. Decent hitter. He's a bit um, slow, but he's he yeah, can hit hard, yeah. But a bit but I think it would be an ideal fight for you, Bank, at this rate that uh, but guys are ranked. Maybe... I've just pulled up these rankings and that's what it's shit man you got Dennis Radovan with IBF ranked 5th I mean that's just garbage complete garbage mm-hmm. Um Islam I've never even heard that Islam I've only seen one of these fights before no. good, good while
0: Canada Islam
4: yeah, yeah, Islam, yeah. he's gone off the radar completely him, hasn't he yeah. who is you bank ranked highly with WBA IBO idiots oh, shit so, so yeah, what I'm so, of because if if, if yeah. or, or Cash wins next week, that could be Eubank's next opponent. Or cash I, don't, I don't
3: I don't see that. I don't see cash going over to Sky to box Eubank Jr. personally. Um, I don't see that. Uh who is, is Vinny ranked in the WBA or not?
4: Hey, no, IBF, man. Oh, IBF.
3: oh right, okay. Right, right. I was gonna say because you know, process of elimination, we know what they're like and they'll do that and Fagenbutts will be fairly cheap compared to somebody else, but yeah, there's, there's just no quality whatsoever unless they pull somebody up from 154 or drag somebody down from
4: 168. It's, yeah. I've just noticed, it's, it's pretty noticed, dire. Tarano Johnson, Sam Eggington, and Hugo Centeno Jr. are actually ranked the top 15 of the WBC. It's
0: like going back seven years in time.
4: Jesus, and you've got, you've got that uh, Juan Macias Montiel. Who did he fight again? They fought a Brit.
0: Charlo, wasn't he?
4: Was it Charlo? Was it... Yeah. Ah. yeah, yeah. Went
0: the distance with yeah.
4: Charlo, didn't he? That's who was. Yeah, that. I was, wasn't a Brit. I. And you obviously, you got Sergio, Sergio Martinez. He's still cropping up in the, the, yeah. the top four, top five as well, you know. so <laughs> Well, considering well, the competition.
3: I, well, I was actually going to say, um, I, I actually thought Eggington would be a good fight for Liam Williams, actually. Coming, uh, you know, if Williams was to come back, I actually think that'd be quite. I think he'd destroy Eggington. Actually, that'd just be carnage. Um, but I thought that'd be that'd be lined up for something. But uh, I mean, you know, Eggington's with Fat Mick. Uh, there's no way Mick's going to let him jump over to Sky because Mick. He's one of about six fighters that he signed with Hennessy. It, it's just, it. Uh, do you know? I go as far as saying that middleweight is probably the worst division in boxing just looking at what we've gone through. There is no real quality. There's not much that's coming through either, you know, in terms of, you know, you compare yeah. it to, you know, some of the other divisions. Yeah, there's just nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: Do um, you think Williams would destroy Eggington, was he?
3: Yeah, because, you know, Eggington was just a... Nat- he, was, he was a big 147. Uh, the only reason he's gone up to, you know, 160 um, is because, you know, he got an opportunity. And you know he's, he's he got he had that war with that Bill L. Dicky two wasn't it you know fight of the year actually mm. and then he went the distance with Carlos Molina. I just don't think he carries the power or you know he's got the physical attributes at one sixty personally anyway. Mm-hmm. You can
4: hundred um, percent see that the uh, the Roy Jones factor and uh, Chris Eubank Junior's work in it even though if it's Poundland mm-hmm. Al dear whatever you want to call it, you can certainly see he's trying he to rubbing off on him a wee bit but. If right, that's go- fine
3: though. Like, if, if he, he wants athletic. it to rub off him, yeah. He is athletic and he that ha- that's
4: always got. He's no, he's no. Roy was a once in a generational specimen in that one. He kind of can't really yeah. that.
3: Not just that though, Andy. But say if it, I know. It's, but say if like Roy Jones Jr. was in with somebody like Liam Williams last night, Jones Jr. would have absolutely blitzed yeah. him out of there. He wouldn't have carried him for twelve rounds to punish him. He would have banged him out badly and say. That's your fucking punishment. Keep your mouth shut. He wouldn't have coasted for 12 rounds, would he? So, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, like they've got to get this happy medium of it. It's okay, you know, like honing him some skills and, you know, working on certain, you know, like technical aspects. But Eubank's biggest, you know, threats and, bo- um, you know, positives were he was quick, he was explosive and he unloaded a lot of shots. And that seemingly deteriorated.
4: Just one just one thing Matt before we kinda of shit on the rest of the card and Sky in general for this bullshit last night.
2: And Steve hasn't even said anything about it.
4: Yeah, I know. But um I actually forgot what I was gonna say now, actually she might want to bring Steve in. <laughs> 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 well, that's what, what it was Lee um, um, Williams got told last night before the fight that he was gonna get summoned to a board meeting. Um funny enough, I seen um Chris Eubank's post-fight interview where he's actually saying I wanted uh, to destroy him or beat him up and that type of thing and at the same time Robert Smith actually uh, leans in and congratulates him on his win so so maybe Eubank might get a (laughs) new letter to the board meeting as well shortly you know Sorry, steve, when you go,
0: no no you're okay real, real,
2: um, uh, real quick no context yeah. katie taylor tossing in two pounds there says for the content little fingers together the moi, you know like the day goes like me do and he says p.s you Bank equals i think poundland rjj is there some sort of uh Poundland
0: uh, Roy jones jr
2: yeah is there uh, some sort of a, a colloquialism
0: i'm missing there steve Uh, No, not really. I know you Americans like a good pounding, but this is just a pound land. Everything's supposed to be a pound, although they're sneaky now, Matty. You can get things for a fiver and that. But actually, before I make my comments, I was going to ask you one thing quickly, Matty. If you bank last night was Roy Jones Jr., which opponent was Liam Williams? I was thinking maybe a Bryant Brannan or a Tony Thornton or a Richard Hall, Glenn Kelly, that kind of ilk.
2: Who went the distance with Roy? He dropped a bunch of times
0: and didn't finish him. That's the thing, Roy would have. Roy would have finished that off. Yeah, in a no, of there's there, there is no version of that because Roy right. had testicles. So, oh, well, what what I'm going to say a couple of things. First of all, first of all, fuck the sky cameras, man. Those stupid drone things need to go. I want to oh, see shit. the knockdowns. I want to see the action not feel like I'm having my head rocked about, like I'm punch drunk. I didn't even see the first knockdown. Might have been my fault. I think the camera wasn't even on it. Also, that MC needs to pick an accent and stick with it. They need to bin him off. He's absolute crap. But anyway, as for the fight, I think, as the boys have said, Liam Williams is tough. His early punch resistance is a little bit suspect, which is possibly a weight issue or something. Maybe he's tight at the weight, like Enzo said. But he warmed into the punches, as Ozzy says there. Realistically, Williams, I think he's a British-level fighter. He can compete above that level, because of his toughness and his grit and his will to win. And it turned out he was in good shape. But I don't think he's got enough to win above British title level, but he has enough to survive above above British title level. And despite the fact that he got knocked down four times, he seemed like he was on the verge of being stopped at any point. Eubank still was a little bit underwhelming for me. And I'm still not sure how good he actually is. He always manages to win at a certain level. And then he's come up short a couple of times at the next level. He's more comfortable down at middleweight. I wouldn't mind him seeing him fight Demetrius Andrade. Obviously, Andrade's moving up in weight now. If Eubank's IBO belt counts, then that'd be the first world champion Demetrius Andrade's ever fought. Andrade's never fought a world champion in his whole career. But seriously, it threatened to be a statement performance, like I was saying. If he'd have banged out Williams after four rounds, big statement. And I agree with Horsecock last night on the mic. I don't think he carried Williams, like he said. It shouldn't have been last in the distance. He should have got him out of there. Maybe he was worried about his stamina or something. I don't know. But I would like to see Eubank in another big fight now. Let's see where he's at. See if this hybrid Roy Jones style truly does transfer to the next level. Let's see what level he's at, what his true caliber is. No more messing around. Every time he's threatened to step up, Korobov wasn't his fault. He ended up getting injured. That would be a nice fight to see exactly where he's at. DeGayle was past it. Abraham was past it. um, Groves beat him. Saunders beat him. We haven't had that definitive fight against a fighter around his level who's also fit and firing and on form to say, you, but that's a good win for him. I really just want to know what his level is, Matto.
2: It's a great question and a question I think we've been wondering what that level is for years. Uh Ricky Gravel at his normal level man this guy uh, every week 449 in there. says, hello lads. Hey Ricky, good to see you. We really appreciate it, man you are as loyal as they come man. Uh, that is uh it's uh, wonderful to have you here today. Um and uh Oz uh Clarissa Shields with a uh, 10 round boring unanimous decision Woo! over uh, Ima Cozine. Um you have at it, sir. Yeah,
3: she. she's she's just a complete bullshitter, isn't she? Some of the stuff she comes out with after it, you know, like she claims she's knocking out, like, men in the gyms. I mean, what weight are these men? They must be like flies or something like that because, you know, she doesn't look even coming close to stopping, you know, somebody the same weight as her in a ring. She's Look, don't you know, she's extremely talented. And she'll be very difficult to beat because she's nonstop. stop But fuck me, she's boring. She is horrendous to watch. And, you know, I think it said it all last night. You know, they were clearly in favour of Savannah Marshall at ringside. But, you know, Savannah Marshall gestured, you know, like she was falling asleep. And you can see why. You really can. I mean, it's just hard to say. You know, she's talented. Um, I think Sky trying to talk up the... Potential pay per view between uh, Marshall and Shields is just a disaster that will not sell at all. I mean, who's going to pay cash to watch that? Because it's just not, you know, they might have some animosity between them, but realistically, you're going to pay for it? No. Um, particularly not to see that hairline either, which I, I, just, I still can't get over it. It's a joke, it's an absolute <laughs> joke. She you was had posing Yeah. The huh? Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping she's putting that purse to potentially a hair transplant or something like that. I mean, Eddie Hearn, you know, he's uh, involved in the, you know, that game, so he needs to get on to uh, pass his some contact details onto the right, globe because, like Keith,
2: Keith should have given yeah. his cornrows he cut off to Clarissa. And absolutely. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. I think they missed the chance there. They could have worked together on something. Uh,
3: absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Because I mean, fuck me that. Uh, that what's it called? That uh, that hairline is just non existent. Like her punch power, really, non-existent. It's just an absolute shambles. Um, but but no, but she is talented, look, and you know, it's easy to come out and say last night, was it substandard? No, it was just a typical Clarissa Shields performance. She won every round, was never really in any problems, uh, did look to fatigue a little bit, but at the end of the day, um that that is what she is. But what I won't have is the way people think Savannah, you know, I I don't see Marshall just coming out there and banging her out whenever she wants to. Um, She's better than that shield. She's a lot better than that. You don't achieve what she has done in the ring by accident just to go and get chinned off, you know, the first. Not seeing live opponent, but I I really rate Marshall. Um, And I I do think Marshall will beat her, actually. But I don't think it will be easy at all. Um, So... Yeah, it's one of them. Um, I assume she's going to be back in March, actually, for when Marshall defends. I think she's headlining the show in Newcastle in March against her mandatory. Um, but after that, do we? Uh... I will. I will watch the fight between Marshall and Shields, by the way, because I think it's an excellent fight. It's the best fight that can happen for her. Um, but yeah, she's just she's not entertaining to watch, and she can come out and you know and say, oh, she's got all this power. We'll start showing it then. Start showing it. Um, and I get, I I, it, I think it basically backs the argument off of, I don't understand why we don't see three-minute rounds in women's boxing. It just makes it better. I think, you know, you'd have, it's, there's very, very few big punchers. I mean, you had that Jamie Mitchell last night who uh, obliterated Carly Skelly. Uh, but that was more on levels, more than anything. Mitchell can clearly punch. That could have been 10-30
2: second rounds and the end would have been the same.
3: Exa- exactly, yeah, completely agree. And the referee was a joke, by the way. I mean, she Skelly ended up probably taking an extra eight or nine punches unnecessarily um, on that. But whereas, you know, I think three-minute rounds we probably see more. And I think someone like Shields does need that because you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're boring to watch people don't care, you know, they're not like, you know, it's easy, some people say, oh yeah, look at like, you'll watch, you know, like a, a light flyweight or a flyweight, but you'll still see knockouts, you know, at those weights. Um, watching Shields, there's just there's just nothing there at all, and she's talented, yeah, but in terms of, you know, will people be sitting, rushing into, you know, from a night out to watch her? Absolutely not, uh, unless they want to mock the hairline. That's the only reason they'll be watching.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that that is something uh, something to see, isn't it? Um, Andy, was there anything else on this card uh, on the undercard to uh, that that's worth talking about in your opinion?
4: Uh, I just thought the kind of way they kind of put the the card together was a bit kind of weird because they had that uh, Samuel Antwi against Quina Walker. I think it was on the on the YouTube portion uh, of the card, and they had that fucking awful Ivan Drago wannabe cut out, fucking. First person on the, on the TV segment, surely the two fights should have been swapping about. I thought because um, the car started way early for me. Obviously, I'm mean, they I, I, I got dinner, kids, and that six o'clock. Fucking gym. the Antwi fights when that was one of the fights I actually, I actually wanted to sit and watch. So I was kind of like left to try and pick up bits in between bits on bobs and what I was doing. Um, Otto Wallen fight was pretty awful, to be honest with you, as well. Um, I can't remember if I caught anything else. Clash of Shields. I kind of like sat and watched three rounds of that. Um, that was enough. Um, I think the the bit of verbals we had afterwards was was more entertaining than that fight, to be honest with you. Um, I think that was it. Really, I didn't catch. And um, Dongo, Jen-
3: yeah, Jenkins and Dongo. It wasn't a bad eight rounder. That actually. I mean, enough. you you do wonder, you know, like why and Dongo is still boxing because you would have thought somebody, you know, like for the fights he's had, would have made some decent cash. And he's not rocking up, you know, to Cardiff uh, having an eight rounder against Chris Jenkins. I mean, you do wonder why he's still boxing. Um, I thought it was quite close actually. Um, I saw some people score it to win Dongo. Not so sure about that personally. And I think uh, early, I mean, and Dongo looked absolutely gassed after about three rounds, but and he was left with a badly busted up eye. Um, I always felt Jenkins had more than the beating of him because Jenkins is he's just suffered badly with cuts throughout all of his career. And, you know, in fights, you know, that are winnable fights for him. He gets a horrendous cut and, you know, that's it. We don't see any rematches or he might be down a point on the cards and, you know, he gets a loss. Um, but it was, that was one of those that, you know, it was a random eight rounder to put together. And I don't mind those, you know, like padding cards and that sort of stuff. It, it, it doesn't, that sort of stuff doesn't, you know, bother me. Um, I don't think the card was great last night. Um, I said last week that, you know, it, it was okay. Um, I think, you know, it didn't peter out to what, you know, a couple of fights could have done. Um, and Sky need to do better. Let's have it right. If, if Eddie promoted last night's card, we'd be all over this, saying, you know, it wasn't good enough. Main event, good, but the rest of it, not so good. And I think it's only right that, you know, we're quite fair to them all, which, I you know, we we usually are. And ultimately, you know, Sky seemed more interested in, you know, like like Steve said, with these stupid cameras and stuff like that. And that bloke, you know, randomly oh, singing Delilah.
4: Jones comes out. What the fuck's all that about? I'm, I mean, I'm yeah. I want the, the Welsh National Anthem played, when I get myself ready. come out with that shit.
3: Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. So, I mean, I'll happily never see that guy again come out and uh, put a performance on like that. But, you know... I know boxing has changed, but I'm a big believer of, I don't care if there's fancy lights and, you know, different cameras. If the quality of fight is good, that's what I watch a show for. I don't watch a show, you know, for substandard fights, but I'll walk away thinking, bloody hell, those fireworks were good, or they had some good production when Joe Bloggs walked out. It's all about the fights, and that's what they should concentrate on. And Shalom, you know, he he talks a good game, you know, with some of the stuff that he wants to do. Um, and I get, you know, this fight probably cost a lot of money at the top end of it. Um, but you know, we could, I think, you know, it could have done with a bit more depth and a bit more quality uh, on the cards. But overall, it, it it was okay. But oh, you know, we well, yeah, it, it no was. It was boring. It was. Do you know what? It it was boring. It was boring, yep. and it it never helps when you know you had Eubank, Shields, sweet Jenkins, all went to points. Wallin went to points. People live for uh, you know for like for exciting fights and stoppages or big punches, and there was just in that we didn't you know see much. Well, I thought Daniel Dubois' um, sister Caroline looked good actually. She'll be decent. She looks like she... I know
0: she didn't stop on uh... the phone. Not the feather duster fighter, though. Sorry, she another feather duster fighter, isn't
3: she? Well, I don't know actually. I-, I think you know it. It's always tough on pro debut, isn't it? Um, you know, but. but- Yes, new to her, bit excited, that sort of stuff. Um, I actually think that she might have a bit of spite in her shots um, and, you know, when she learns to start sitting down on them, basically, you know, and it's not all about the amateur stuff, she might start to get there. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's not one that, you know, again, you're going to tune in for, but she looked decent compared to some of the other stuff, you know, I'll some of the other... Um, lightweight. Lightweight, so it's in the mix actually against you know a lot of the um, a lot of the British fighters that are on the scene at the moment. Really, she
2: has to get um, moving to get a chance of some of them though, because uh, like Rob has said, Katie Taylor's probably you know on the don't only have so much longer. Yeah, in the a sport. couple more
0: fights really for mm-hmm. Katie. Innit? Where's the heat There's maps, other... That's what I want to know. Where's all the heat maps, man? They've stopped that.
3: Well, yeah, they clearly. <laughs> They, they clearly tried it once and then never bothered again, didn't they? So they kept going yeah, with the MC, uh, though. But uh,
0: the heat maps have gone, man. I, I, I thought they could have done that the other way around. Is that MC yeah. special needs. He's, um, <laughs>
3: uh, you know, I'm sure <laughs> he is, he is, he is, he is, he, is in, he is English and puts on an accent. So he, his, um, his but profile on like <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's. His, uh, his, what's it called, his profile on it, like, you know, his agency website was revealed, and it says that he can speak in four different, like, accents, or, like, American English, you know, something else. So he puts on this fucking accent to read out names and card names and results. It's, I find it odd, really, really bizarre,
4: so that's no, a
3: yeah, selling point his...
0: then. He puts on the accents for the different cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's weird,
4: sky,
3: man. sky, yeah, sky bringing, you know, you know, like I said, funny camera angles and different uh what's it called? Different MCs with funny <laughs> accents. What and was stuff his like accent that.
0: last night? It sounded... American. Well, I'd say it's American. Sounded like Gabe after a stroke. <laughs>
4: But I said to you guys in the chat, I'm not going to repeat it.
0: Okay, thank
2: you, Andy. Yeah, I'll we'll check that out there in a second. Uh... <laughs> Steve, do you have any thoughts on this card before we
0: move on? No, let it die, for goodness sake, no.
2: Oh, man. I, I was looking at, uh, and it looks like the, you might have nearly an hour worth of value of the week, so I'm going to try to putter this on in here, yeah, right? It's, it's
4: true, though. I mean, the card was that awful. You're saying yourself, right, okay, this main event better live up to the hype, and then you're thinking yourself, right, okay, you bankers got it. He's got him on the hook ready to go, and then what did you do? Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll carry him. Yeah,
2: thank God you have stuff over here in the United States worth looking forward to. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, got you know praise BL. Yeah, they put together another one. Big owl. Oh, let's see here. Oh, uh, Simon uh, Alavi. So this question for the pod is What separates fighters like Eubank, Joshua, etc., from your Canellos and Furies? The fact that they can't combine their natural style with something they've been taught and adjust when needed during a fight. Instead, they seem to be so rigid with the choice of style they pick beforehand and unable to adapt midway. Take Eubank last night as an example. His jab in boxing is working to a degree, but he wasn't able to revert to type uh, to finish him off with high work rate and accumulative punches. Uh, then, Steve, that's a that's a good question on there, and but I I think it's a whole lot. I think the the adapt adaptability in the ring is, is is one thing, but it's I I think that there's there's a lot more to it than just that, and what separates fighters like Eubank and Joshua from Canelo and Fury.
0: Yeah, well, there's a reason why some of the all-time greats are all-time greats, because they have that adaptability, that ring IQ, they're a bit able to change things up. And I think maybe as well, Simon's alluding to the fact that AJ and Eubank, they're good at things, they have their style, but when Eubank's there doing the Roy Jones, he's probably thinking every second, right, I need to do this, and I need to be like this, and I need to do that. Whereas at points last night, he could have done with being the old Channel 5 Eubank, planting his feet and letting go with big heavy shots. And just getting rid of Williams and stop trying to do the Roy Jones against, you know, the likes of Bryant Brannan's and Glenn Kelly's that we mentioned earlier. But yeah, ring adaptability, is, it's, it's difficult to do. That's why the likes of Roy Jones, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard's and that are once in a generation kind of fighters, because they're able to do things um, in the middle of fights that other fighters aren't able to do. So it, it's difficult and it's not as easy as it looks. And I've always said there's not one. True style, this isn't the original thought, for goodness sake, but this is, there's not one true style. Sometimes you look at a fighter and you think, oh, the way he's boxed is brilliant, but then it might not work against a different level of opponent. The way Jones did things didn't always work. The way someone like a textbook boxer like Mikey Garcia, his style works perfect against Broner, but it might not work perfect against somebody else. That's the whole thing. It's a chess match against styles and strategies, and Eubank is going to have to show that adaptability when he moves up in class. He might do, he might not, so we'll just have to wait and see. How long have we, how long has his career been? 10 years, give or take? Yeah, I'm sure he fought in Belfast about 10 years ago and one of the Tyson Fury on the cards. So, yeah, it must be.
2: He'll step up one of these days. Uh, speaking of stepping up, Rob Kelly jumping onto the pod here. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the weekend of boxing that we just had here?
1: Oh, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. Hello, everybody. How is everyone? Hello to, uh, who's on there, Steve, Maddy, uh, Ozzy, Andy, how are you, Val? <laughs> how are you doing,
4: mate? You, <laughs> you, Hello. Mate? Was, you for, was
1: you for a walk away tonight with a Did you get a fucking chest pump, was you? <laughs> oh, you, you better the believe it. Shut down, mate. Shut down. It's on now, baby, in our own time. I uh, <laughs> of course, I in our own time, mate. It's <laughs> um, only the weekend's boxing, actually. I, I, I missed the... Um, started the Eubank fight and kind of ch- tuned in around round eight where it actually looked like Williams was in the fight but obviously went back and watched it um, I think the problem with Eubank there's a whole there's a whole lot to unpack the boxer boxer and Sky Sports situation has to be said um, to me anyway in, in terms of delivery and production value it's a step down from Matchroom even in Ed uh, you love that one I don't I don't think boxer can compete with, with Matchroom obviously they can't they haven't got the stable and there's a number of reaches there for pay-per-view stars I mean Daniel Dubois' sister may turn out to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, Chris Eubank Junior. Fuck me, man! Like, are you, is anyone going to be able to make this guy a star? He seems to be successful and made a lot, made a ton of money without having won a big fight in his career. Um, the ghost of James the Gale is not a big fight. This he looked sharp last night. He looked fight, fast. Obviously, Roy is um, teaching him stuff in terms of how to use his attributes, but the big. Clearly, the obvious fucking uh, error in in Chris Eubank for me is the lack of a jab and the lack of being able to fight anybody with a jab. He he holds his left hand low, which I'm a fan of, but you got to be loose with it. He's kind of so he's uptight all the time with his left hand, and that's how Williams was getting back into the fight. By I say getting back into the fight, but he was winning some rounds down the stretch when he should have been stretched out. Um. Not buying the whole. I was trying to punish him thing too much. I just think he gets caught. He hasn't got a great ring IQ, and there's only so much. Like he he gets away with it because of his physical attributes. But I think any top fighter would a with a jab would beat Eubank because he's not he's not good at defending it, and he's not good at using his own. Um, and you can get by off lead check left hooks and stuff like that. But it's, I don't know. I I think I think Boxer are kind of reaching for a starter with with Chris Eubank, even though he should have been. Like the trajectory of his career, he probably should have been bigger than he is. Having said all that, absolutely love Eubank Saunders too. Love it, make it. Why not? Like you know what I mean? You're getting fucking, you're getting broke hands retirement party on on Sky with Boxer. Why not have fucking Billy Joe's uh, retirement party there as well? I, I love that fight. Like I think that's a great fight.
4: Um, Umar's saying that Saunders is wanting five million for that Eubank rematch.
1: Yeah, but he's not getting that like is he? No. <laughs> I,
4: really,
1: I don't that's know. Just his some... starting offer.
2: He needs to well,
1: fix if, his it, if, if it goes to purse bids, you never know there could be some <laughs> there could be some proof of funds there or somebody to back those funds. So who knows? Like maybe that fight gets made, but I love it. I love that fight. Um Thurman Barrios, I rooted against Keith Thurman last week. Um rooting against him even more. He's not as appealing uh or as interesting since he cut the ponytail off, is he? He's now he's just got like a kind of I don't know, I don't know what he's got going on there, like um, he looked good, but Barrios is never a away from me, like no chance. Um, and I don't know Thurman. Thurman versus Crawford, good fight. I think Crawford beat the living shit out of Thurman, but you know it's a it's a PBC fight and a step in the right direction for Crawford as a busy fight for him. It's a big name. It's a good good action PBC fight. So if something can be done there while he's um going through his litigation with Aaron. Why not? Um, Clarissa. Clarissa explained it all to Savannah Marshall last night. I think a few things got lost in translation between the two of them and their exchange. Like, but fuck it. I want to see that fight too for a Saturday night fight. I'd watch it. Like, why not?
4: But ben Shalom let the fuse paper for that one straight away, eh?
1: Well he did it's yeah, he did well he hasn't got he doesn't come across um fucking is that engaging when he's on television on that big platform. So but he played a blinder with that one, didn't he? Like he just he just threw the grenade and stepped out. Like that's all you need to say to Clarissa anyway, isn't it? <laughs> next <laughs> thing she was screaming. Yeah, that's how I say. Well, I think I could beat you in a fight. Well, listen, I ain't no punk. So we should go We should go
4: Like, uh, fuck's
1: sake. So that was heating up. but uh, yeah, I want to see that fight after that. So I'm a sucker for it. You know what I mean? You get to, get two fighters head to head with a bit of beef. I'm all for it. Like, um, but yeah, entertainment enough. Eubank, I expected Eubank to beat up and stop Williams. Um. He didn't. I'm a bit disappointed he didn't get the stoppage for the sake of the sport or for the sake of the platform. It's a kind of a nothing fight And everyone that was watching it said, a fucking strange performance from Eubank in in a run of strange performances. Do you know what I mean? When was the last time you watched Eubank? I thought, Fuck me, man, you know, he's actually he's, he's onto something. Long time ago, like so he's he's about to be found out. I don't know, I wouldn't put the house on boxer being a success on Sky if they're backing the likes of Chris Eubank. As one of their main fighters, he also part, seems anywhere. to be
0: on the periphery of everybody else. Rob, this like is it. fighting these celebrity fights or something.
1: Uh, yeah, like and it's like he he kind of ghosts through different eras, doesn't he? Like when you expect him to have a big <laughs> fight, it just, just She's fucking and then he's still back around. You're like, well, there's always Chris Eubank. You're like, what the fuck? Has he not fought anybody? Like no tarot, no nothing, no fucking. They haven't been able to get him in with a live body. Like, do you, like, there's, do you I sure think? no, Rob. Do I'm do
4: sure what you, See, like say, this fight against Williams, this should have happened two, three, four years ago for a British or a European title. Do you, should, you but think? Wait past this fight, bro.
2: Do you think yeah, that you exactly. might just end up being a little bit arrogant when your dad is giving you instructions
1: in the ring wearing a fucking suit and a sheriff's badge? Let's not forget that wasn't the most bizarre
0: thing. The suit, the suit, <laughs> we can fucking forgive. It was the sheriff badge.
1: It was the odd part <laughs> of that ensemble.
0: Um, I don't wasn't know. he wearing a waistcoat once with no shirt underneath or something? All I, need I mean,
2: a cowboy boots with the sponsor at the back of them. <laughs> I think that's what they want. He wanted to call him
1: English. Eubank is like deputy dog at fucking rigs. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, what he's probably—I think both of them. Eubank Jr. and and Connor Bain have probably exceeded my early expectations of both of them, but still haven't hit the heights that they've been fucking. That was like—I mean, there was a time for the casual. Eubank was the casuals guy, wasn't he? Like. Before the Billy Joe Saunders fight, especially lots and lots of people were thinking Newbank was going to beat Billy Joe Saunders. And people seem to forget how easy Billy Joe beat him in the first half of the fight and then rode of farm in big fights after that. But the fact of the matter is, is when he's come up against top opponents, Groves and Billy Joe Saunders, both of them have been able to beat him off a jab. I think Groves beat him with one fucking hand, didn't he? Like, so he's, he, I think fundamentally there's a piece missing and there's just a piece missing in terms of his appeal. he has he got? Is he's one of these guys where I'm looking at him and I don't know whether he's like extremely confident and arrogant and it's like a, a shtick or he just genuinely hasn't got any personality. I don't know what it is like, but he's just not that appealing, is he? But um, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know where the fuck Chris Eubank's career is going to end up. Actually, I'd love to know. I'd love to kind of get a see what does he actually do. Does he get a title fight here? Like, does he deliver on it? Who knows? Like,
4: he's I mean. He's never going to fight Canelo. He's never going to fight a Charlo. He's never going to fight. Who else you got? who other bell holders you got? See, like um, Andrade. Um, who else we got in terms of names? like these guys. The are making Just challenge. make
1: the Saunders two fight the two of them. Fuck it. There's no bigger other bigger fight out for both of those now. Is Saunders versus any of the Charlos a bigger fight than him versus Eubank two? Is Eubank versus bigger any of the Charlos? Even if it is for a title, is it bigger than Eubank two? No. Like let's just go fucking make that fight. Like be, Billy Joe seems to think it'd be easy work. So why not make it like?
2: Well uh w- that would be a good fight to make it's got to be made for a reasonable price co- uh, for a reasonable price though like i think maybe because there's enough of a domestic beef and the rematch aspect of it i guess i mean i i think maybe 5 million dollars could be on the high end of like the entire purse bid for something like that but i don't think that Billy Joe Saunders can get 5 million for that
0: but... what's what, sorry not that i want to continue down this black hole but what's the purse bid for i mean what's... What would they be digging yeah. on, like, title? Well,
2: well, I'm saying basically, like, I, I think, like, at five, million, uh, 5, 5 million, Should be a WBO enough... there available for the mercer? <laughs> that... Well, someday. the thing is, so there, there'd, there'd, have be a... enough, there'd be enough uh, on that for people to make money. There's
4: I don't not gonna think... think... Be, yeah. there's, there's not going to be any belts in the line, because, uh, if anything, this fight's going to have to happen at a catch catchweight, I think, because you have bank want to do it at 160. Saunders has been campaigning at 168 for the last couple of years. He's been fat as fuck. Since he since a Kelly defeat, so he's got all that weight to take off. So it'll need to be at one sixty or just something below that. One sixty five or something, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll see if they get that made. Uh Rob, thanks for jumping on with us there. I, I noticed that you uh you just uh really glossed over that Thurman fight there.
1: Um Yeah, glossed you know. over like whoever did Keith's fucking hair for the fight. Yeah. Um I not I don't know, <laughs> man. It's not <laughs> He defies my, your expectations. Yeah, I mean, I, I go back to what I, my criti- my main criticism is: keep one time Thurman. Is when was the last time he one timed anybody? Like it's fucking a long time, like isn't it? So you know, a twelve round victory. What does a twelve round victory for fucking Keith Thurman do over my Mar- Mar- over Mario Barrios at this stage of his career? Like, you need action. We need action from. We need Keith Thurman to deliver on some of the shit that we thought he was going to deliver on, and so far he has come up short in my estimation compared to what he was. Yeah, and to be eventually. exactly.
2: Because he well, well, he so he beat Garcia. He beat uh Sean. He's beat Sean. Look Porter. at that. That's not a stat the, point, only by the, way. Fucking, who, the only person. The only person. What's
1: the guy that beat... fucking Mauricio? Or was that a was a Herrera or someone? Beat the fucking shit out of Danny Garcia in Puerto Rico. Didn't get the decision. Danny yeah, Garcia's defenses was... were against like Rod Salka and all that. Like beating uh-huh. Garcia is is shit. Like that's not uh-huh. that's not a big result.
4: Disgraceful decision
1: that. Yeah, that
2: but Keith Thurman's had a better career than I think people give him credit for. So, and that was maybe a, a, well, a homecoming for Especially Rob.
1: Look, was if he can Gassier. still perform to a high athletic level when you're up in the fucking mountains of Kathmandu, smoking the illest of fucking, <laughs> heart, you know what I mean? Smoke weed so good it makes your fucking ponytail fall out. You can still perform to a decent level. He has to get some kind of credit, I suppose.
2: Oh yeah, uh, Keith. Yeah, that's my dude, man. I love Keith. Um, so we got another question in here, and then we'll move on to next week's fights. Uh, like I said, uh, Steve has a lot in the queue there for the value of the week. So uh, do not want to detract from that. Let's see who is that. Oh, Gray Cross says uh, most will give him a chance. Maybe Maddie will. But if he has success, what is White's route to victory? I personally think, like, wow, they're working to Fury's body. I don't give him a chance against Fury. I don't give him a chance whatsoever. I hate fucking hate Dillian White. I can't stand him. He's abysmal. Oz, what are your thoughts on this question? Do you give him a path to victory other than Tyson Fury coming in three hundred and twenty pounds and drunk?
3: <laughs> uh, no. Absolutely not. I, uh, I I don't see White causing Fury any problems whatsoever. I think the only version White would have beaten of Fury is the one that, when he boxed Sefer Sefery, and that's because he'd been about, probably about 450 pounds and came in absolutely huge uh, and had been doing fuck all apart from abusing, you know, like a lot of booze and drugs. Uh, so no, I, I don't give White any hope in the fight whatsoever.
2: You know, Steve. Maybe if Tyson Fury had des- decided to drive off the road in that experience he talked about, and Dillian White was the one who found the vehicle, and and Fury was still, you know, breathing. I, I you know, I I, th- I think at that point, Steve, I think Dillian White could probably beat that version of Tyson Fury.
0: Yeah, well, he'd go straight down to the body, wouldn't you, he, if he's breathing. He- Uh, heavily go straight for those lungs Um, but in the ring uh, I can't see much of it to be honest I think he'll have a good go go to the body for a few swings might last a few more rounds than people think but once Fury starts leaning on him and wearing him down we'll find his level again he's done well to get to this position considering where he came from and that which we keep being reminded of all the time but in the ring he's had quite a few struggles with fighters of a lesser ability than Tyson Fury so on that basis I'll say Fury probably late stoppage maybe even points I think White might be tough enough to sort of last the, the course
2: I don't know about that one I think that he I, I think that so much of what he does is so predictable I, I think it's it's more when Fury knocks him out than if What, what do you think Andy?
4: Sorry, may I just go back here? Wait, what was oh, the question?
2: Oh pardon. Oh it, the, the question uh we, we were asked if there's anything at all that Dillian White can do to beat Tyson Fury. And uh and and, and basically I'm asking you is like it, it it's so it's such a lopsided fight. I think it's more a question of when Fury stops him mm-hmm. um than if he stops Dillian White.
4: So what you think so you the question was what's White's chances of stopping Fury?
2: What what can he actually do that would get that give him a chance? The person thought that I might actually give him a chance against Tyson Fury, and I'm tremendously offended. So I'm still that's why it sounds so flat right now because well, you, I it, it it hit me personally.
4: Sometimes you, you see White and that he gets a bit kind of erratic with his punches, but he has got a really good left hook. But I go back to that right hand that Wilder landed on Fury in the third fight, and you actually see the bit you know the. The power of shot going through Fury's body, the ripple of fat going down downwards. <sighs> if that doesn't ice Fury, I don't see what White has got. At the end of the day, it's a heavyweight fight though. It, it, it's, it's possible, but I just, I just don't see it. Chances of White knocking him out? No, I just, I just can't see it, mate. Um, what do you say? Wouldn't be against them, it a possibility that they may knock him down, for example, because Fury has shown he can get dropped a few times, even against smaller guys. But
2: yeah, he just gets cocky, yeah,
4: that, yeah. Yeah, maybe that. But, um, he yeah, cocky against Wilder in the first fight with the hands down and that after a, the after a 12th round. But, um, no, I, I don't I don't see White giving Fury much problems. I think what happens is Fury could pose himself his own problems. If he takes it doesn't take it seriously, starts clowning about that type of thing he can caught with something stupid. He uh, doesn't want to be doing that. So um so it is heavyweight boxing in the, the day. But I would say the left hook would be would would be the one that Fury's got to kinda of watch you for
2: I I if Fury gets cocky, maybe. Like it, it, but it'd have to do something stupid. Like when uh who was the hell fight fight when uh when Nate Campbell stuck his chin out against that dude and got Whacked, more than oh, Bobby yeah, oh, right. yeah, well, that was 2006. I remember, no, was just Nate just he was just exhausted, he knew he was on his way out, so he just basically said, Yeah, do it.
4: <laughs> do you think Nate Fury comes out early to try and just do it, or do you think he just plays with him and just starts to embarrass him, dissect him
1: at this time? Yeah, I'd say he'd try and get him out of there.
4: It's just a wee bit like, Oh, talk like, okay, you go to earn it, you go to, you go to walk it. Now.
1: I don't, I it's not even made yet, is it? This is fucking time. There's another time this week, wasn't it, where we thought it was made, and it's not fucking... I don't even know what the fuck is going on, to be honest with you. I don't know, but... It, maybe when it's made, I'd give it more thought. If I was thinking about Dillian White's path to victory, um, I'd go with Teddy Atlas, man. Try and go to your customado. Fucking side-to-side head movement, getting around. Because uh, what is he going to do? You stand mid-range or in-range at all, you're going to get beaten. Like, you're not going to fucking out-wrestle him on the inside, so you have to find a way in there. like, And gamble. You're going to have to gamble, I mean... Win, lose, or draw, I guess, the biggest fucking payday of his career and can probably retire. Um, But if he's going to do something in the fight, I think he's going about it the right way in terms of staying silent. I know he's getting pelters, but I wouldn't say not unless the fight was made now. Time is to train. Um, But he's going to have to have the fucking night of his life. i feel he's going to have to have an extremely off night for him to get a win. Like, how would he win? I don't Like, I'm even just thinking, like, how could he be have moments of success in the fight? How would he win? Like, I don't know. Couldn't see it.
2: Well, there you have it. That is uh, what Rob's thinking on the fight. And uh, so, real quick, I guess we have a few fights to go through. Oz, you thought that? Uh, did you say that you thought Danny Jacobs was the only uh, the, and John Ryder was the only fights that we had?
3: Um, I know it is in the UK. I, I just had a quick look. Then I didn't on BoxRec. I didn't we're realize in next week.
2: Thing, but... Yeah, yeah. No? In next there's, week. there's a bit going on. So. Believe it or not, tonight on, tonight on ESPN Plus, there's a 115-pound fight between Dave, David Quayar 20-0, 13 stoppages against Ricardo Blandone, 15-4, 9 early, and a 130 fight between Christopher Lopez, 14-0, 14-0 and, uh, and 1, 10 knockouts against Dixon Flores, 17-8 and 3. The opponents being brought in both from Nicaragua, but anyone stateside, you, can, you have the ESPN uh, Plus app. You can go ahead and check that out this evening. That's coming from Cancun. Moon. then on Friday from your call also available ESPN plus stateside you got 160 pound fight between Danny Dignam and Grant Dennis <laughs> yeah and then well, Lee, McGregor card. God, think, yep. Lee McGregor against Diego Alberto Ruiz he's going through his record Ruiz is not going to be one Argentine. of those Mexican guys that comes like in, in and yeah he's an Argentinian stopped by Conlon yep uh, mm. So you got that going on, Oz. Uh, I, I, uh, so that, that's exciting. Anything to say about that
4: card? I um, ain't watching that shit. Yeah. Um,
3: I, I didn't realize it was on. I didn't see it on the BoxRec main schedule. Um, it's an MTK card, isn't it? So I think that's their first of the year now. Uh, good to see McGregor actually again, Andy, to be fair, because... He pulled out of that one the back end of the year, didn't he? Because he had personal problems. So it is good that, you know, he's back in the ring. Um, A damn shame we won't see the cash Farouk fight because Farouk's had to retire um, because of problems with his scans. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with McGregor now. Um, Will Matrim still pursue him? Because, you know, I think they were only pursuing McGregor because he had the, you know, they wanted to make the Farouk fight again. That's now gone. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Uh, The rest of the card, I mean, it's pretty naff, actually. A lot of young, young, very young prospects turning over. Um, And the main event is, uh, I mean, look, it's for a ranking belt. And Dignam's ranked quite high with the WBO, despite, you know, he shouldn't be, you know, where he is. Uh, He should have too much for that Grant Dennis, Um, you know, while Dignam's limited. Dennis is even more so limited uh, I don't think they've got any Common opponents uh, Yeah they have actually Andre Sirotkin who John Ryder beat um, Knocked out actually uh, Sirotkin drew with Dignam last time out And then he
0: no- he actually knocked uh, Grant Dennis out So That's what I saw that, fight, on- was he? that was on one of the Al Siesta cards Wasn't it out in Belarus the, the, Yeah the Sirotkin Did Grant you say Dennis Al had.
2: Siesta yeah. from Belarus Oh, yeah, I saw I saw
3: yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking Yeah, funny. yeah. And then I actually watched the Dignam-Sirotkin fight again. So, you know, Andre Sirotkin doing the rounds on the asylum, you know, that big name. But um, but yeah, uh, Dignam should win. You know, it, it's a standard small hole card on Friday. Uh, MTK have put a file, you know, a lot better on, but, you know, it's their first one back of the year and I think it's just trying to get people active.
2: Well, that if I get home early enough, that'll be just heck. Afternoon entertainment for me. I didn't expect he'll have a fiver on that anyway.
1: Hundred percent. Oh,
2: I'm a dude. I fiver I, I, Dignam. Paul I'm I'm on
1: Dignam. Parlay on Danny Dignam.
2: No, I'm. I'm thinking of seeing what the number is on McGregor by stoppage. <laughs> Steve, you know?
1: get a five. <laughs> <short face. laughs> If you're looking, he might be able to get him at a 100 to three uh, thirty on the over plus under 150. <laughs> plus 150. Uh, <laughs> plus 150 is a good number, Steve. That's a good number. Uh,
2: well, I mean, last four opponents. I mean, they're they're 88 and five. I, it's it's he's not uh, one of you guys' typical fluff that that comes in and gets whacked by one of these Hispanic fellas out of you know. It uh, it seems like there's a lot more quality here. So uh, that's gonna be worth putting a little bit of dough on, uh at least part of my round robin. Always the round robin. Anyways, on Saturday, pre- presented by DAZN Zone. Evening Ed. Danny Ooh. Jacobs at 168 pounds, taking on John Ryder. Uh we'll get to that one in a second. Andy, uh kind of an interesting fight on there, 160 pound fight between Felix cash undefeated nine stoppages, uh, against Magomed Madioff, who, uh, who looked to be a good enough boxer, not a lot of pop, but his last two, uh, the, he's got a drawn a majority decision against pretty nondescript opposition. Um, uh, is Felix cash going to, uh, pull this, is, is he going to pull off the knockout on this one? Are you thinking just the, the light punch of his opponent is going to let him have his way? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Andy just left. Steve, same question. You. Now
0: nah, my internet's going choppy. Go to someone else, man.
3: I'll uh, pick it up, man. I'll please. pick it up, Matt. It's all right. Um, Cash should have far too much for this guy. I would say. Um, I, I really rate Felix Cash. He, he's been moved slowly. You know, he you find it hard to believe that he made his pro debut back in twenty sixteen and. For a guy who's got so much talent, he's you know barely touched. He's only just you know surpassed British and Commonwealth level. Um I think the opponent's a bit underwhelming. Actually, uh, I think you know if you look at his um, look at the uh, the record, it, it looks okay on paper, but then when you break it down, there's no real quality there at all. Um, so yeah, it's it's an average fight at best, but it's one where I think Felix Cash will. I think he'll knock him out. Actually, I'll be, I'll be. I think he'll be disappointed if he doesn't. Um, the rest of the undercard is, it's pretty disappointing. Actually, this card, uh, there's no, there's no real unless there's, you know, a couple of surprising fights that are going to be announced this week. Uh, which even then, you do wonder, you know, how much notice they've had. But uh, Jordan Reynolds against C.J. Wood is actually off. Uh, Reynolds has had a bad injury; he's ruptured some tendons in his elbow. So that's a blow. Uh, you got, you know, young Cyrus Pattinson, a prospect, you know, in a, you know, just against a standard fight. Um, Big Johnny Fisher, uh, big popular heavyweight, sells loads of tickets. I think he's done over 2,000 for this show alone. Uh, He's against, you know, I think it's uh, a big Spaniard. Not seen this guy before, but, you know, Fisher's 4-0. They're not going to put him in with a world-beater now. Uh, And then you've got Ellie Scottney. Uh, against uh, Horgalina Juannini so Juannini is the um, is you'll probably remember she actually lost to Rachel Ball I thought she beat Rachel Ball Uh, and she was the fighter that basically got that angry because she missed weight uh, she decided to shave her head before the fight so she came in with like long hair missed weight and in anger decided to bick her head basically which is you know bizarre the Britney um, is, yeah. Yeah. Literally. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, of all the things to do in anger, I mean, most people will try and get the weight off. I mean, she did technically try and do that. She just shaved all her hair off. Uh, but Scotney's good. Scotney's uh, you know, it's quite exciting. You know, as um, you know, she may have no knockouts, but she's definitely got pop in the punches. Uh, she's probably a victim of, you know, two minute rounds. But this could be quite a fun fight because, from memory, when, uh, Giannini boxed ball, she just came forward constantly, and you know, winged the shots in. So it could be quite, um, you know, quite an enjoyable watch for for what it is. But from an under undercard perspective, uh, it's really poor. You know, the, there's no quality to it. Um, it's probably a similar levels to, if not worse, than the Sky undercard that we saw at the weekend. So, uh, disappointing.
2: Disappointing. Yeah, yeah, uh, kind of phoning that undercard in for sure. Uh the uh the main event though, unless it unless anybody else wants to jump in on the undercard. Five, four, three, two. The main event, uh, with Danny Jacobs against John Ryder. Um this fight for me, uh Rob, the the Danny Jacobs that we've seen of late. Has been lethargic, uninterested, slappier with his shots. Um, John Ryder, there's nothing too impressive about him, but he always works. He always tries to win. And Jacobs is just at that point where someone with a whole lot of try just might
3: beat him.
1: Listen, first of all, don't talk about my cousin John Ryder like that. and Say there's nothing fucking to him. Uh, everybody knows me and John are very close, close, close relatives by blood, and we are, we're practically fucking best mates. Um, so don't speak about him like that. No, I, I think, um, I think this is a good fight for both of them. I think it's a kind of a, I think it's a, a past the crossroads fight for. Him. I mean, Ryder, Ryder is an early man in a lot of ways. He's, uh, you know, we can't. We can't speak highly enough of him here on the pod. He's given us loads of time over the years. Thanks to Oz, he's he's come on and done interviews even after some of his big wins. He was probably written off by everybody in the sport as a British-level middleweight, and he's proved since he went up to 68 that he belongs. In the conversation, at least, for title shots, when you see some of the guys who've had a crack at Canelo at 68, you certainly think Ryder deserves his pop uh, at the 68 crown. Whether he's going to get it now with the current landscape I don't know. I think Canelo's unification run didn't do him any favors. He's not exactly going to be high on the list for Canelo now. who seems to want kind of marquee fights. So, um unless those belts fragment, which I, they probably will as I think Canelo's talking about venturing north, Disney, I don't know what the, what the what the future holds for either the 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 two of these uh, depending on who the winner is, but we're going to go for Ryder biasly. Um I'd say that Danny Jacobs probably hit his fucking apex about four years ago against Golovkin and hasn't hasn't uh, been the same since. So um, we go I'll edge towards Ryder in this fight.
2: That it, it's interesting on that one, uh, Andy. You know, you'd think that Danny Jacobs, considering his pedigree and who he's who he's fought, um, you'd think that he would be a huge favorite in this fight he's not he's uh, John Ryder's only paying uh, about a dollar and a half on a buck it's you'd think that he'd be 4 5 to 1 maybe but i i think the betting market especially since this is at home I I think you kind of almost have to lean towards this being tilted in Ryder's favor, don't you, Andy?
4: Yeah, well, if this fight was happening, say eighteen months ago, two years ago, I would I would have favored John Ryder pretty heavily, to be honest, because he was riding that cusp of a wave, he was looking really good, move up in weight. Um, to be honest with you as well, Jacobs, to me, but, but he's no fault. Was it two years? He said something along those lines, anyway. Rizzardo, yeah, when he fought actually, Rosado, yeah. Rosado, it wasn't exactly a fantastic, uh, fantastic fight. I agree with Rob. I, I, I've, I've got excited with John Ryder. Um, I dare say, if he's got that same... I think it comes into a fair bit with him is, is probably confidence, actually, uh, and a wee bit of belief. So, if he starts, I think if he starts to fight pretty well, lands a couple of good early shots, that, I think uh, Ryder could, could look pretty good and probably win it on points. Maybe... I'll say kind of like quite tight on points. Actually, I don't think uh, Jacobs will get knocked out. Generally, is quite a big dude. What what weights it actually? Because I remember Ryder was fighting one seven five in his last fight. Sixty eight, 68, right? So that's fine. There's but any belts in the line? Any like ranking in belts? Because um, didn't see anything about that. No. Um, but I'll, I'll say Ryder wins it on points. I dare say it'll be moments where he will need to kind of. Dig into it out a wee bit and that, but you just don't know. I just don't know what Jacobs is bringing at this point, mate. That's the, that's the other thing because I was like that oh, way. Keith Thurman just before the Barrios fight. We were discussing it. You know, I picked Barrios because there was no body I worked for for Thurman over the last two, two and a bit years. Same with Jacobs. I don't know what he's been doing. He's just been sitting on the couch for the last two years. It's because so, you. It's because you hate Keith Thurman, just like just like uh, Rob, and it makes you irrational. No, it doesn't, mate. Quite a mellow vibe here. But uh no, I'll go rider right on points. I'll say like one sixteen, one twelve type thing. But I dare say we'll have his moments where he's good to kinda of cover it up a wee bit. But uh, as I say, I just I just don't know what Jacobs has got at this point or what his what his intentions are. So quite favour of favourable with John at this point. That that's interesting. Steve,
2: who are you thinking?
0: I'll echo my thoughts from a few weeks ago when we were talking about it. I think Jacob's been on a retirement tour, just getting paydays off the back of his name since the big DAZN payout from the Canelo fight in the heady days of DAZN when they were too fierce, too competitive, uh, too expensive. Uh, and finally, I'm glad that Ryder's getting the opportunity. He should have headlined a long time ago. He doesn't feel like he's got the love. And now Jacob seems a bit past it, but eventually it's going to be a name that Ryder's going to hopefully shine against. But, um, feels like both men are not past it or shot or anything like that, but it's slightly, it's two names, I don't know, not on the slide as such, but they've kind of been around for a while now and maybe had their day, especially Jacobs. So I don't know what version of Jacobs is going to turn up, so I'm I'm not even going to bother picking a winner. Hopefully John Wright wins.
4: My Oh, oh
1: sorry. I thought, that, I thought that was just me. Is it, what the fuck is no, no, no.
2: I th- I thought I thought I had hit my button and I didn't. I thought you said you were all right, Spider. No, no. <laughs> uh, Oz uh, last word on this fight.
3: Um I agree with Rob and Andy. Um I think John will be too not too much in the tank more than anything. And I, I don't mean, you know, that uh you know he'll he'll outwork him. I just think he's just a fresher fighter and um, I spoke to John last week, actually, and he is absolutely buzzing for this. Um, he said it's an opportunity, you know, that he's been waiting for. You know, he's he's done it the hard way. He's, you know, he's suffered losses and and bad losses as well. You know, at, at levels that he's clearly surpassed now. Um, but he's, you know, he's banged up for it. He feels great. Um, his what's it called? Sparring's gone. Camp's gone extremely well. So, yeah, it's um, it's one, I think, you know, that he's got the bit between his teeth. He knows he can't, you know, take Jacobs for granted. He's not looked into that Rosado performance too much because, you know, whilst it's easy to do so, you'd be a fool just to take it on face value. Um, Jacobs has, you know, has operated at the best level before uh, and you've got to give him the respect for that. Um, That's saying, I can afford to look into the last performance of Danny Jacobs and, and he got a gift against Gabe Brasado, A gift. He, he should have lost. Uh, and I think, you know, <clears throat> when you're going pretty much, you know, you're losing to Gabe Brissado, with all due respect. Um, I think John is a better fighter than Gabe Brasado. And, and he's really had a resurgence at 168. I think we all were a bit, you know, when he jumped up there, we think, you know, is he going to be a bit too small? Because height wise, he's, he's not the biggest. But he's just shown that, you know, the the eight pounds that he was taking off at middleweight, uh, he's now, he doesn't have to take off at super middle, but it's been the best thing for his career. Um, I, I think I don't, he certainly won't stop him. I'd be amazed if he even come close to that. But what I do think he'll do, I think he'll get a fairly comfortable points win. So I'm thinking like a 116-112. Um, <clears throat> and from that, you know, who knows what opportunity John will be able to get because, you know, from if he gets the win over here, um, the win over Jacobs, I I, I would assume Matty um, will carry some clout in the US. You know, if Ryder gets that, you know, a big win over Jacobs over here, um, Ryder will have opportunities. You know, he won't be an unknown. Um, you know, so much in America when he's got a win over someone like Russell, uh, over Jacobs.
2: It's a great scalp it, it yeah. really is no matter how much we know that jacobs isn't what he was 5 years ago it's a great mm-hmm. scalping name
3: absolutely so yeah i, I think it'll be um I, I think it'll be a big performance by john I do think he needs to start quite well i don't think he can, he can afford a you know a super slow start because you know you give any fighter confidence regardless of what level they're at um if they may not be the best but if they're confident and the win in early rounds they're going to be a difficult fighter to beat so yeah, I I think John, I think they'll get the game plan right. I've been spoken to him, you know, he seems in the right place. He seems confident. He's feeling good. So yeah, uh, fingers crossed. You know, he gets that big win next week, and it opens up even more opportunities for him. Um, and think you know, eventually, hopefully, leads to a world title shot.
2: That'd be fantastic. I mean, if yeah, at least like. It's people that really appreciate it and want to have the opportunity. You know they're going to give a good night's work if put on that stage, and you know, they might lose. It it, it happens, but uh, at some point, guys like that definitely just deserve a chance. Um, I I've been struggling with this one a lot, and the uh, it's interesting. The odds have tightened up on on some places. Um, you're getting uh, you're getting just barely better than even money on Ryder. And that's, that's moved the, the market's definitely moving quite a bit on that one. Um, But I, I think, I think Jacobs has one more in him where he's going to just sneak it out. I don't know that he's going to look phenomenal, but I think he's going to do just enough. So I'm going to dissent and I'm going to go with Danny Jacobs and expect uh, to be eating crow next week. And, and with that, I will give it over to Steve for the Belly of the Week.
0: Thanks very much, my you might be me eating crow by the end of this. My internet's struggling. So if I start to to go down, I start to take a few too many shots, you'll have to try and drag me back up again as best as you can. Let's get into the episode 460 Belly of the Week. Uh, Dominic, friend of the pod, Dominic Henry, has sent me. I think Porky to the play scene, actually. Uh, first Ooh. of all, I think it's Porky and Rico. They're talking about Bean. Interesting moving forward, Rick on it. Uh, Interesting times, Matt. Fighting times ahead. A cacopy
4: a cacophony of noise, Matt. He's going to have the blue ribbon division, back. What about the other one you came out the other day? Ready for lift off, Matt. (laughs)
1: Ready for sounded like they were in bed together, didn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean it's not exactly a rocket going to Mars, isn't it?
1: Bean,
2: yeah, no, no. Bean, uh, Bean's looking a bit old and
4: uh, not so bad these days, isn't he? His is going white, isn't it? He? He's looking like an old bean, don't he? He's probably been interviewed by Cuban constantly. <laughs> he sounded to me like Johnny
1: Fury trying the Adams smith for that <laughs> 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 Yes, what took me a while to work out who the impression was. <laughs>
0: She'll get into... some of the
4: voice notes, mate. she gets some of the voice notes for during the week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. Loving
1: oh, up, uh, up any promotion, that one.
4: Fucking wake up Friday morning. And Aussie sent me like something like fucking 15 voice notes. I'm what the fuck are we getting here? <laughs> With an accent I couldn't even understand.
0: Ah, uh, he's enjoying Mate, himself anyway. They're,
4: they're,
3: solely, they're solely for Rob's benefit then, because I know he absolutely <laughs> buzzes off him. <them.
0: laughs>
1: fucking brilliant, man. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, let's fucking... <laughs> over
0: he's making gags. I'm not sure who the guest was, but this was the second clip that Dominic sent me. Um, he's uh, going on about uh, Johnny Horsecock Nelson, no less. Yeah, what. Johnny Nelson's only
3: the second person in Sheffield. To be smuggled out in front of a baying crowd with a blanket on his head. You know the first one, why well, don't
0: you? Peter Sutcliffe. Peter Sutcliffe. Peter
4: Sutcliffe. They caught
0: him in Sheffield, didn't they? all right, You know that, mate? I don't. I don't remember
4: that, Russ. What's that, pal? I don't, don't remember that. There might be
3: a blanket on his head. They didn't say to Johnny
2: Nelson, didn't
3: they? Bless him.
2: <laughs> and he still came back and won.
3: <laughs> well, all, 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 only only, Russ can somehow compare uh, basically weave Johnny Nelson and Peter Sutcliffe into the same sentence and give them a comparison <laughs> 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 It
4: was Johnny Nelson and they got out under that blanket and coughed so eh <laughs> <laughs> Before he met Bruno <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, good stuff. Thanks, Dominic, for sending those in. Uh, Dominic also sent this one in as well uh, from Keith Thurman. Thurman defends pay-per-view price point of Barrios fight. Bubblegum ain't twenty-five cents no more, Matty. What do you think of that? Did you Did you shell out, Matt?
2: Yes, yes, I oh, did. I motherfucker. We we'll need to, buy to this fella. Someone <laughs> has to fund this sport. Damn it, I uh, I. I just I'm used to paying for these pay per views. It's just a way of life. I, I go to work so that I keep the heat on. I can smoke grass and buy boxing pay-per-views. I, I'm a simple man of simple tastes.
4: How much did it
0: cost Jeff? Seventy-five
2: was it? It sure did. So
4: just that's like my, what,
2: about fifty-five pounds, give or take, maybe six. Just think
4: my well, all these fuel prices got up and that you can afford to live poor but be staying warm in your house at the same time. <laughs>
2: Dude, what's awesome, I have a job that I have a company vehicle, man. I don't pay ship for gas. Yeah, see yeah. the perks of the fucking
4: free world, eh?
0: I wonder how much it would cost oh, for no. the gas for this then, Rob. Boxing legend Floyd Money Mayweather announces bombshell new venture. The Money Team <laughs> Racing will join forces with Pit Viper to make its NASCAR debut at this year's Daytona 500. Take a big baby. You I know thought
4: oh, Floyd's, Floyd's driving it, at least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not going to get Errol Spence driving it are they
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Errol Spence is the
0: driver man at NASCAR that's what we need so
1: you, you definitely
2: don't want to do the shoulder roll in this sport
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if that was an actual car or a new Floyd NFT drop I do not know what the fuck was going on
4: also one of the yeah. cars, you know, nobody changes colour when you put them on, in the cold water or hot water. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, hot, one of those wee ones. ones right? the, the Hot Wheels. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> yeah, Hot Wheels. <laughs> I had G.I. Joe's there. You're the <laughs>
0: NFTs, man. Uh, Audley Harrison was having a meltdown Quite a few people nominating him for this one I just did big reveal A-Force Promotions is back If any fighter worldwide is looking to get some advice I'm available £250 an hour 250 dollars. 30000 Jamaican Joshua and White It would be a smart move to book an hour consultation with me I have insights
1: <laughs> that's, wor- that's a worse sales pitch than any of Lloyd's ones have, Insights
4: isn't? to the world of delusion
1: Fuck it just, What the fuck man Like crystal ball is
4: broken Fuck me
1: what is hey, the, I don't even want to get it? I don't even want to get into what the consultation entails there. I don't know. I don't this,
2: know. We have been left speechless.
0: Get him on the call, old Air Force. Uh, Toby has nominated John Brett Smith. I very much doubt Eddie will regret joining the zone. Whether they buy <laughs> out BT Sport or not, it'll have no impact on him. <laughs> are you sure about that, John? Are you
4: sure about that no? aye? <laughs> <laughs> it's only very bitter week, Edward. Good Edward. Well, how are you doing? Oh yeah, it's Hey, Ed, just just so let like, you know, mate, we actually get some people kind of, like, meshing into us, thanking us, for, you know, for what we do, because we break up a bit a week and that. I know you've been having a hard time recently, mate, so just get in touch, Mo. Oh, we'll listen for that.
1: I know you probably don't listen, but maybe, do you listen?
4: Even then, anyway, I hope you're good too.
0: He could ring up Oldley okay. Harrison for £250 an
4: hour. <laughs> 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 he's got his minions to report back what's getting said, don't you worry about that. <laughs>
0: Our next one flying in here is Steffi. Levi abs are back, boobs are gone, and cake is just a distant memory. The sacrifices we make, cocaine Dawkins has nominated it for this one. Dave Allen's Hard in the back, just eating cake. <laughs> I
1: don't
0: know. Hard work and dedication going into that one. Uh, so after the day, and that's Brian King, he's nominated Mick the Jambo. Uh, Coogan had dropped a new video with Eddie Hearn. He says, Thanks, Coogs, gives us all a real perspective of what's happening rather than normal, me- normal media outlets suiting their agendas. No agenda where coogs is concerned. There, Dominic still Jesus wept. Unbelievable. Ah, oh, good old coogs. Next one here is Usyk. Anybody see this one? Usyk coming on. No. <laughs> <a moment>. <laughs> <laughs> What's he at? By
1: the way, hold on for a second. Let me. I saw this as well. Like, and I was like, is this like an old clip? No, recently uh, yeah. Usyk made his debut for some fucking league team in the Ukraine misses a sitter by the way he wouldn't get my fucking over 35 Astro team fresh off a fucking A2 win on Friday night by the way he wouldn't fuck... but what's he doing he could do his crew the fucking throat as if the heavyweight division is not bad if not... we need him to roll his ankle or something stupid. To... well how are you going to tell him he's not playing I suppose
4: I remember seeing that video of uh, uh, Magomedov playing football once and he watched it this Couldn't running for a ball Jesus Christ just straight lines just run through people not the park. just runs through
1: them
2: <laughs> he, he, he looks like the inmates that pick up trash on the side of the road
4: He's uh, shatter shadow box when he comes on and that literally on the park two minutes the box is cut across to the right side he's there it's, it's tap in, fucking misses it
1: Rangers made a bit for him I heard on the last day that we no. going. <laughs>
0: Travis J Honestly it's time For Boxing Journals To keep the same energy For Fury Aram and Frank Warren That they have for Eddie Hearn Nobody challenges Fury On anything They just danced around And let him get his Nonsense lies off Hashtag what charity Did you know Donate your purse to What do you think About this one Matty Any truth in this I don't know.
2: Has mental health in the UK improved since he fought Deontay Wilder? You tell me.
1: <laughs> Listen, I tell you what, right? I think he's better at playing the media than anybody else. And that's not like his fault or whatever. He just, he's able to spin journalists. Like, you know what I mean? You're not going to get fucking Umar with his nice watch. Going. So, so why are we on Instagram sitting there with Daniel Kinahan, Tyson? He's not going to say that, is he? Like, do you know what I mean? Nobody's going to say it. So Fury's just better at fucking defusing everybody and, making him bite into his... I don't think he's Mary Poppins, by the way. You know what I mean? I think he's probably the best heavyweight as a fighter, as a person. I couldn't give a fuck who's the nicest or who's the better or whatever the fuck it is like. You know what I mean? Who cares Like, as long as they fight each other? u probably the soundest of them all, I'd say. I would imagine
0: so. Uh, Fury might get tackled soon. Steffi Ball's been nominated by Fanny550. Wife keeps saying us men are useless, and I'm starting to think she might be right. We've got two super talented females about to step up and steal the show. Hashtag boxing. They even better than us fighting at now. Hashtag jobs fucked. Steffi enjoying the women's boxing.
1: All right, nice guy, you there, Steffi Ball.
2: Is this regarding the, uh, the, the, uh, the Serrano Taylor fight, Steve? I think it was the quote
1: I think it was yeah, the quote time, yeah. maybe.
2: Oh, well, yeah, that's...
0: <sighs> Steffi enjoying the quote. Uh, Boxing Kingdom, congratulations, Caroline Dubois, on the win. Had to had her winning that 4-3. Very impressive. Asim says, hopefully her dad, Daniel Dubois, can get the win too. <laughs> that
2: cool. it it to that one. How many He's fucking like rounds was her fight?
0: <laughs> it's a troll it account, like Boxing the... Kingdom, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know oh, who okay. Azim is, though and <laughs> next one Ben Russell he says the bloke singing Delilah has got to win it surely Andy did you enjoy this Poundland Tom's, Tom Jones
4: uh, 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 fuck me! as I say if you wanted to get me revved up before a big fight get the fucking Land of Your Father's getting played and then I'd have to be up for it but fucking <laughs> that shit Tom he's Jones is going to be,
1: man. And the only likes to have a good Tom Jones imperson- impersonator of Fools and Horses. He was listening to him on Wednesday because he was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: funny wonder off, Liam Williams actually, came out off.
4: cold after that. No, but you <laughs> he was singing that. Actually? It was actually Tony Angelino I started thinking about. <laughs> yeah, Tony <laughs> Angelino, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. his pants now as well,
0: you know. <laughs> Ah, he's the latest nomination. A few more to go here. Uh, I can't remember who sent this one in, but tom.co.uk, insurance for dads. I just want to get home safe to my wife and kids. Tony Bellew explains, Rob. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone quite...
1: Well, he actually has disappeared, because he's... Well, he hasn't. He's just on his you own. Know, and he can't be seen anymore. Like um, <laughs> No one's watching him. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this. What, what is it, Brutalmente Honesto with Tony Bellew? He's telling the truth, Is he's giving it the real deal, he wants Tell to, her to get home.
0: Angry.
1: That's the new pod. Oh, yeah, has <laughs> anyone? No, I never, I've, I've neglected to listen. I'm not doing my job, really.
0: Neglected to listen. I think it was Brian King sent that one in. Um, Charles has sent this in at Opinions BXG like him or not, you have to have respect for Dillian White. What a guy. Uh, Born in poverty in Jamaica, stabbed, shot, became a father at 13, endured over over 1,000 days as mandatory challenger, like he was locked up somewhere. Next, he lives his dream of fighting for a world title. Russ Amber had a different list. He said tested positive before his fight with Oscar Rivas and hid the finding, never opened the B sample, switched the gloves he had previously selected for a pair that were never inspected by anyone from the opposing camp. What a guy. He, He nutted at a chick when he was 12. Yeah,
1: I yeah. thought it was a list of his, yeah. which one was the list of his good shit that he did I thought that was the one
2: uh, <laughs> he, he was at least temporarily the coolest temporarily the coolest kid in his neighbourhood
4: yeah but hang on to mate, he learnt late in life how to pull out, <laughs> <laughs> Look the face out I don't <laughs> understand why all this has anything to do with him
0: getting shot so or not though because Spencer Fearne was like this wasn't they? he he said, no. he said white was Aye. innocent Based on the fact that he was
4: what well, I have, the or something, I mean, I that's not really a defence. Jamaica that it's like fucking Rivas uh, came from fucking gold, uh, gold spoon country. Eh? Fuck me, man! I,
1: I have news for I have news for whoever put this slide together. Boxers have rough lives. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> lots of them have overcome adversity to be where they're at. Is kind of fucking power for the course, there, pal. Fuck it, man. This is like
2: Fifty Cent combined with the harder they fall. Oh, fuck's. <laughs> Rob got that joke, please.
1: <laughs> at, <laughs> at least somebody got that goddamn joke. <laughs> we used to
0: score out here. Oh, uh-huh. uh, the,
4: the
0: guard,
4: Andy. The guard, yeah. I mean, Tommy wasn't even believed me last night when I said the Ebs has got the brief suit. He's like, I, right, liar. He's like, ah, well, it was close to it, I suppose. But I, the yes. guard. Did he seem kicking about ringside last night though? Where be we shut opened up that type of thing, you know, showing off his nipples and his fucking crate.
1: Who's the one she's with there? This one.
4: Some PR that, that actually, is actually. like a fighter.
1: Anyway, no, it's not, anyway.
4: it's not, it's not like Michaela Mayor. She was on the commentary yeah. last night. What well, was that by the way?
1: Definitely, she was just, like had the Jerry Spice fucking Union Jack. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. uh, Oh, just, <laughs> you, she's probably. I'd say now, right? Not to t- not to detract from her because she was good on the microphone, but she's probably like Costello a bit better on the radio. You know what I mean? <laughs>
4: Prefer palm chin myself. So. should my me?
0: Uh, one man who wasn't on the mic is Christopher Lovejoy. He's on OnlyFans now. Ooh. I'm throwing my own pay-per-view fights now on OnlyFans, and if he's getting the lad out, but he's he's there. Fucking hell!
1: So there was Maddie fun. said he was just a broke ass. Sitting in his car, he's telling exactly. everyone wrong. He
4: can, can go pay per view on YouTube, for example. Why is he going go only fans like a fucking fiend? He's gonna have boxing pay per views on only fans.
1: Is he doing like Malik is. Scott only fans or Tony Bellio only fans? Working with our agent, He's streaming his work. fights. He says, oh, is, this what's worse? Fight, no diabetes? <laughs> is this gonna be in Tijuana again?
2: Like, maybe he's know. combining the two. Maybe it's him fighting and then Donkey Show. What's worse, see him, him
0: with his cock out than him fighting? Wouldn't you, to be That's... honest? If, if his previous fights were anything to go by. That's so what I'm saying. Like, what's
1: worse, him streaming his fights on OnlyFans, or Adrian Broner trying to fight his knob under his belly? Fucking.
4: She's <laughs> so <laughs> <out> fucking riches. <laughs> Would you rather watch Christopher Lovejoy with his cock out than watch him fight? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question for the
1: listeners, actually. Silver handle... your answers. Jesus. <laughs>
4: definitely
1: like, but we fucking playing Don was... King, Don King in the background waving American flags. <laughs> Box like only measuring,
0: measuring his height and reach. <laughs> 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 he's gonna end up in a really,
2: really terrible reality show. Everybody. Well, he's got the
1: right death. name for fucking. He's got a pretty good name for only fans. Has the love joy like love joy.
0: <laughs> anyway leave that one alone. Uh, Shui's nominated uh, Jake Paul. This is one of the biggest fights ever. Today is about Amanda and Katie. They deserve this stage, says Jake Paul. Hashtag Taylor Serrano. Hashtag i mean, history.
4: for that. You're like, fuck, man. I see you just go to your bed
2: with that here. <laughs> he looks like the bastard child of Boris Johnson.
0: looks like one of the
1: last parties, oh, Sonny. <laughs> 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 <He does. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, Jake. Uh, Greg Cross, Shield, Punch Pier is like a hairline, weak. Hashtag belly of the week says great cross. Not happy with the hairline of the quote. Well, here she is. I thought Ooh. she was doing her teeth or something. Burberry on my feet, 35 on my neck, felt like a bad bitch. Boxing how I cash six figure checks.
1: Yeah. Says Oh, talk that shit to Gwalt.
0: That's what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> in the Travel Lodge. Trouser Press
1: beyond, I think. <laughs> Look, Look at this fucking vending machine, it has
0: pot noodles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and knock
1: men in sparring. Well, the thing is, men are in a wheelchair. That's the only
4: fucking problem. I tell you what, man,
1: talk your shit to Gwalt. The Gwalt provided entertainment on that dull fucking ass Skycard guy guy last night. She livened the shit up. It reminded me when she was talking to like this fan yeah, thanks to Ben Salam for that one. Lighting the, the litmus paper there to set that one off because it was like, um, you know, like uh, it reminded me of if they had kind of like um, a celebrity big brother with like your one off of Geordie Shore and like Tiffany Pollard, New York from I Love New York. Like and they just from totally different worlds and they start cursing each other out. Nobody really knows what the fuck they're saying to the other one. Like I, I thought it was a bit like that. So that was good. Go on the go out. Go on the go out.
0: Next one, final few here. Oh, here we go. Uh, Welsh Charlie amongst many people, nominating this young fellow. He says, Chris, I've unloaded my life savings onto you to win by knockout. Now, there's some belief right there, says Eubank, who later on went to say that he was carrying Liam Williams and didn't want to stop him. Obviously not thinking about this poor young Callum and his life savings at the very moment, Andy. He's probably just thought, <laughs> fuck you, mate. <laughs> You're
4: fucking broke. (laughs) True. I feel as if it's
1: ever trying to sign microwave out through the fucking window. Fucking fridge, you can fucking
0: follow this shit after. You know, Audley getting nominated again. He was on. bit of on one. <laughs> Scott Robbins nominated me. Audley Harrison Good says Audley would have beaten Vladimir Klitschko for the heavyweight championship of the world if he didn't have a nervous breakdown in 2004 caused by a treacherous campaign by BBC Sport to force me to give up my company. Why BBC politics? Why?
1: Yeah, you fucking assholes. And and another thing. <laughs> All all the great things that I could have achieved if it wasn't for my multiple nervous breakdowns. <laughs> it's making me think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Little does Audley know, Rob. We saw him fight during that BBC era.
1: That was, Audley, I, was I was in the house when Audley uh, got beaten by a big Rogie. Oh, on man. On the, can- that the was that under, So oh, there was really. a lot of fucking... There was a lot of... Uh... Say politicized hey. singing from the, North, the northern yeah. attendees on the night. It was, uh, it was lively in there. <laughs> in the old Excel, I think it was. For fuck's sake.
2: It, you oddly can't live in a world of ifs. You know, I mean, if I didn't go into that public restroom when I was nine, my mental health would be so yeah, much but... better. You, you just can't live in the past.
4: It's
1: bad <laughs> enough like you have a fucking nervous breakdown and then you have a fella who's a taxi driver beats you and he shouts in the dressing room. Taxi for Harrison or Taxi for Oddly or something after rings. <laughs> fucking you'd be on the floor after that oh, the Rogie room was a great one and he still
4: got a David Hay yeah. hey,
1: fight the world title fuck me <laughs> and, oh, and he caught fuck. me as well that night that's why every time I feel sorry for Oddly I think back to that night that I paid fucking 20 quid or something that I watch him fucking not twelve puns in the fucker you, now, fucking, hey, oh, you I had moment of fuck weakness this, mate i tell you what I'm telling you man that was it that was, that was, that was what they made me thanks <laughs> lads <laughs>
0: Uh, no moments of weakness from this fellow Ryan Holmes late entry for the guard the G- for the guard scarf or is it one of Ebony's tops wrapped around his neck looking s- uh, swift there, like or there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he looks like he's fucking recreating a Shade album cover don't he he <laughs> 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 looks, like, looks,
4: like, looks like fucking uh, Sean Bean right here. He's <laughs> he's actually... <laughs> yeah
1: he's ready to get killed any second Every like... Sean Bean's in he fucking bites the dust on he? he's fucking next <laughs> let's hope <laughs> <laughs> looks like the
2: a dying wing. lesbian in a shawl
1: Sean Bean
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, to Adam
0: oh, for the couple here's one from awesome. you Andy that you sent in I fancy my chances at the catch weight Ben versus you Bank
4: it could happen I see you. it I see it let's get it on funny talks we're here for
3: bullshit <laughs> He should try and fight somebody at his own weight in their prime first rather than calling it unrealistic catchweights. Ben's a
4: weller way, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. Fucking nah, it's not going to be any catchweight. We've just got to get it done. Shows how you know, you're know putting 147 on notice. Put you, Ben, on notice. Hey.
3: Shit. E- Ezekiel did it. Ezekiel jumped up to uh middleweight and boxed uh, Gennady Golovkin. So mm-hmm. Con- Conor Ben can do it.
2: Rodriguez jumped up two yeah. weight classes on uh, less than a week's notice.
4: Yeah. Fuck it. Badass. He's a badass man. Chase man. the greatness. Pounds, Chase really. the greatness. Come on now. Let's be honest. Come on now, Steve. <laughs> Why are you going 54? to do
1: this? 54? Could have do it at 54 or 58? <laughs> what could have do with that?
4: Steve being a cunny away. No, I here, eh? well, it's only a few pounds <laughs> in it. Fuck you.
0: Get it done. Sure. Get it done.
4: Sounds better when you say two weight divisions. Come on. the Fuck.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but super fly to whatever it was. Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> Just saying, just Seven. saying, just saying. could know. be worse. could be this. Sean Porter, <laughs> Rocky, one Danny Garcia's suits.
4: Here, I've just seen the link that, that Mattie sent us this. so it's $99 to buy this. $99.99. It's it fucking the suit? horrific. The suit...
1: Nine, nine I mean, it, it's like it reminds me of that episode of the Cosby show. Remember when the fucking the guy stitched his own fucking shirt, Malcolm Jamal Henry did his own shirt. Oh you're too young to fuck her whatever <laughs> you're, you're only remember the bad side of Cosby. I'm gonna say compared to Bill Cosby. I'll say the, the suits the worst, the least of his problems. Yeah. But,
2: yeah. but every, is,
1: everything in there is less just,
2: than hundred I mean, bucks. I, I'm it, tempted to buy the lavender one, Andy. Check out the lavender suit.
4: No, it's I mean, one, tone, is, one tone, is, one tone. That's Danny, Mon- is that D- Danny Montana uh, collection, that's what it's called. Right? Yeah. What he, Mont- he bas- he's basing I mean, it on the fucking Scarface. And I,
1: like I, like, I, like, I, like, I like the cut of his jib. Do I tell you, my friends are lucky none of them have weddings coming up, because I'd be rocking up in that baby, or maybe give me a green <laughs> and white one. <laughs> yeah,
4: else, I, I like the Black Diamond one, to
1: be honest with you. That sounds like, like, that sounds like all of my street. I might get a bit of that for the next fucking formal occasion.
4: He's even got kids wearing here as well.
0: Danny Garcia collection, get on it everybody uh, Last Look, the one from Danny, me before uh, we see what the boys it, it have got It has to
2: be tough to buy for your skin tone Andy I, well, I'm the white mate. I'm pure But this
1: is, but <laughs> there's a heap of leopard print on it is it Danny Gar- the, In the Angel Garcia collection It's just a leopard print and everything <sighs>
0: <laughs> Good old Angel uh, Right yes, uh, someone sent this in to me I can't remember who it was but it's been During the week, uh, making sales Trying to push uh, Boxer and Sky and goodness knows what else Love a bit of Bean
1: The atmosphere is going to be
0: Electric we also have one of the greatest sports people of our time, the incredible, charismatic phenomenon that is Clarissa Shields on defending her world treasure. And she just
1: treasure long John Silver? What would you fucking... no, why is why is I... like that?
3: I was gonna say, why can't he speak normal? Why is he going from the charismatic <laughs> and then the the abnormal? It's like Fuck me, he's, he's a weirdo. He he's an actual like, weirdo. He, he like he's soon as they struggle
4: with fucking Ford there, all shite, try to squeeze it out when he's talking there, eh? <laughs> Tell you what, he's by the weird... way,
1: Bean's book, not half bad. bean have been up with his stuff. He's Good a gel, he's, he's a,
4: loser. a loser.
3: Honestly, he's a loser.
1: He
3: likes ketchup,
4: though. Big ketchup <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> We'll never forget.
3: (laughs) What did he say about, uh, what was the comment about Tony Bellew, though? Was it uh, in reference to the bomber? It was nothing to do with the uh, bombings at the Manchester Arena, though. Yeah, thanks thanks for that, Adam. You know, know, I, I used to think that
1: Hossie, yeah. oh. you that night on the bus when he goes, Hossie goes, who's sitting at a hole picking that bastard Tony Bell was in the Taliban? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll never forget. <laughs> All-time great moment that was from B. Yeah,
1: uh, brilliant, man. <laughs> One of the best
0: ever actually that was. Six. Uh, right, that's all the ones that I got. Any from you, Matty?
2: All I had was that Sean Porter suit and the subsequent look at the uh, Danny Montana collection.
0: It's a North Sean Porter, good nomination for Matty there. Any from you, Andy? <laughs> so,
4: uh, yeah, I've got one for Clarissa Shields, mate, just uh, in the up to the fight. Uh, she says, if boxing doesn't work, I'll bang. If I've got to mix it up, I've got to mix it up. I've got to be like Muhammad Ali or like Mike Tyson. I know I have to switch it up. So, yeah, it made sense to me as well. That one. Yeah, go um, off. the quote. Um, yeah, that one yeah. for that guy. So, so I wishes to to she one. had their hair.
0: <laughs> I like Savannah Marshall's comment,
4: Andy, when she goes, You were fighting a child in there.
0: Yeah, You <laughs> fight
1: the child, man.
4: You're like, Wait, 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 you don't even cook. What are you saying? Fuck you, saying? Look, you said Princess. Elbow. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Andy, go <laughs>
1: Oh, fucking <laughs> I like the bit that. I actually, I have to say, that was that was good crackling.
4: Um, the I, uh, like the IBF, the IBF, uh, hunting for a fucking um, an opponent for Hergibitch. I think they're doing something. I can't remember what they're doing. Now. I told you this.
3: Actually, it's is it is. Big Has he been confirmed? It's big, anything, it, right? it, yeah. yeah, it's all confirmed. It's big bangs. He lays That is going to be an absolute Ooh. massacre.
4: Shit, firstly, I fight that. Holy shit. Um, be quite quiet for me, this week, mate. I think. The other one, obviously, I'll, I'll give another one to Eddie for uh, you know, a about or open to signing Crawford. You know, it's just <laughs> like he's got no fights for him. And I just think back to Eddie's spiel to like the Charlos and that. It says like, yo, you, there's no fights for you. You need to come to the zone ASAP. So I'm saying, to myself, Crawford they ain't going to be like, does anyone needs to send Crawford that fucking video. Eddie heard talking that shit just to say, you don't go there, mate.
1: He's going uh, to Al, man. If he has a brain in his head, he's going to Al, isn't he? Like. Who he's else is there out there for him? He's not big enough to go on team. his own. Like he he's needs that. Like.
4: yeah.
2: I think I think the him and Thurman are going to end up fighting. I think that's the only money fight that the PBC can get Crawford over for with with Spence
0: tied up. Well, <laughs> have any nominations from you?
1: No, just I quite quite like the Clarissa and uh, Savannah Marshall. That was good. And Eubank for his twelfth round what the fuck was that? Like, that was embarrassing. That was just pure embarrassing. Like, it's not, you're not Roy Jones, man. Like, You're not going to be Roy Jones. Like, just, nobody's Roy Jones. You know what I mean? Apart from Roy Jones, it's just, it's pathetic. Like, it's a pathetic impression. Like, it's, I'm, I'm fascinated that no more of the commentary, like, they make a loser. So, like, so, you know, he's implemented some of the Roy, he's copied some, he's doing an impression of Roy Jones' highlight, YouTube highlights in the 12th round versus Liam Williams. It's not, like, it's pathetic. I I thought it was fucking shambolic, but anyway. Um, he's like
0: the Royo Fortenzo and Lebedev and them at the end, Rob. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Even his
0: facial hair is a tribute to Roy Jones.
1: It's just, it's all a bit, I don't know, it's all a bit, I don't know, man. I don't know, I didn't like it, but um, there wasn't much else. Eddie was a bit salty in some of the fucking interviews, wasn't he? So I hear, anyway, oh, I didn't watch the whole knows. lot of them, but he's laying the blame on fucking... And I think, like, actually, yeah, wasn't he saying something like that, you know, Warren gets PR from Umar, but, like, Eddie gets PR from Coogan. They are getting PR from someone who gives a fuck at this point, Will, the fucking four is, whoever is involved. Get the fucking finger out. Maybe speak to someone's advisor and get one of these fucking fights made. Even one of them, like, instead of talking on YouTube every fucking day back and forth like a bunch of women. It's embarrassing, like, so, yeah.
0: Well said, Rob. Talking on YouTube like a bunch of women. Uh, Oz, any nominations from you? <laughs> uh, yeah, one more, actually. Um, and it
3: is Sock for it. Bean again. Uh, it's Ooh. for Adam Bean Smith. So, as well as uh, his eccentric uh, video that he did pre, uh, pre-show, he also inadvertently revealed that he has a foot fetish because what? he mentioned no what? less what? than five. He mentioned no less than five times that he knows that Clarissa Shields likes to wear slippers constantly. And he said this on commentary as well. So, yeah, he's clearly obsessed with feet because he couldn't (laughs) shut up talking about Clarissa Shields' (laughs) slippers.
1: (laughs) We look at the head, he looks at the toe. Lose his his mind with Ebony Bridges at ringside with a gear bag full of socks.
4: <laughs> uh, Michael here sitting next to him, but you can imagine what he's thinking to himself. Now he's sitting there getting a wee selfie taken with a wee cheesy grin, like Chrissy Boyd sitting there. You know, actually, fucking, yeah, there
1: was
3: crying. And an, an another one. For, know, there's another nomination. <laughs> there's another nomination for. Um, there's another nomination for beating as well, actually, <laughs> because oh, yeah. at, at the, the weighing of Shields and that that woman she was fighting, they were um, you know stood posing, you know, like. With their uh, you know, arms up and stuff like that, and he was just caught from behind, popping his head around a couple of people, <laughs> looking at their asses, and then popping his head back.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> well, speaking of which, speaking of which, I thought I had nothing fairly week for me because we're watching the fights last night in the house. The Mrs. is like, uh, Ebony Bridges is popping up on the screen. She's like, who's she? I'm like, oh, she's the blonde bomber. Like, blah, blah. she's the like, box oh. How do you know yeah, that name? Like, yeah, yeah, she's like, oh, you see. I go, I know. She's like, I goes, one of them's half decent. Like, Albinov looks her up, like, don't she? She's looking at me, like, and I look at her, and she's got the hope. I go, I saw it. She's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, man. Brilliant. Oh, fucking hell. Good stuff. Good strong week, then. um, I think I know who I'm going for. Who are you going for, Andy?
4: Um, what was it, London, mate?
0: Oh, let's have a rundown, shall we? Uh Just quickly. That's a big, First run of all, oh, a not big a, rundown. Oh, a big rundown. Oh, I'm Sorry, I've, ne- <laughs> I've neglected to mention this one actually. From Horsecock, he said White would fight for nothing.
4: Oh, <laughs> so there's, 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 there's the one right there. I forgot <laughs> <So> That's <laughs> the winner.
1: The fellow, the fellow who's taking litigation against the eighty twenty smooth. Yeah, he do it for fucking nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't care about the money. So we
0: throw him in. Throw him oh, in right. late had Thurman as well for multiple offences, including his hairline. we got Floyd going into the NASCAR route. Uh, we had Audley Harrison, quite a strong week from him. A few casuals as well. We had Usyk doing the old uh, footy. Tony Bellew just wanting to go safely home to his wife and kids. Uh, Dillian White and the repost from Russ Amber. Uh, we had the quote herself. A little spat with Savannah was good. We had the gad complete with his scarf. We had the suit. Ooh. We also had Eubank, but it's got to be... Uh, only one man for me. I'm going for Bean,
4: Andy. Hmm. Nelson's bringing it close up, mate. But yeah, I'll go with Bean. Gonna be multiple offences and very, very thirsty man. So maybe need to get his hole a bit as well, possibly. Two
0: for Bean. all you going for? Uh, yeah, tough one actually because we need to uh, that
3: moron who apparently put his life savings on Eubank uh, to win by <laughs> stoppage and he's now bankrupt. So. I think you know he deserves a mention because you know he may have not have no money, but if he could win an award, that's great for him.
4: Okay. Um, but obviously
3: and then the late one was that Johnny Nelson one because I thought, fuck me. I mean, is he that thick? He's coming out saying he'd fight for nothing, yet the guy's trying to fucking kick off with the WBC about a percentage of what he earns. So that sums up Nelson in a nutshell, <laughs> however. There can only be one winner this week, and that is Bean himself, Adam Smith, <laughs> multiple offences, and I think the one that locks it in is probably is either his obsession with feet, uh, and then when he was caught <laughs> on camera, perving behind the uh, a couple of people looking at the arses of uh, the quote and her opponent
1: as well. He gotta fucking, he's got to do it, don't he? Know? He's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame Bean for that, Rob. Uh, in the presence of greatness, He's not going to fucking do that. Who's <laughs> 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 it for? You want yeah. to
0: be in as well, then,
1: Rob? No, it's a surprise. I'm going to give a surprise vote to uh, Alexander bit that man, come on, like, give us a fucking break, will you? We can't. We're we're no closer to getting a fight. We think it's going to be you versus AJ. We don't. We do not need. The fucking broken metatarsal or whatever that's going to put the fucking fight back, man. What are you doing? Like, you don't even mm-hmm. play football. You're the fucking unified heavyweight champion of the world. Like, give us a break, will you? For fuck's sake. That's
0: what
1: I'm saying. You come up to training, you're like, yeah, look at Alexander. He's the sitting there last week. Yeah, but you're I'm starting, aren't I? Yeah, you're starting, man. Like, but I'm just saying.
4: Can't be too many Peter Van Vossen finishes.
1: Well, he wants to get very, very feel with his first touch, I think.
0: At least he can play football. Jade can't. you know what I'm saying?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Usyk for me. Big Alexander, Alexander,
0: Alexander. One for Usyk, three for Bean. Matty, it's irrelevant who you pick. No pressure.
2: Considering that it's irrelevant, Steve, I'm going to have to go with... uh, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia, and the Danny uh, Montana collection, which can be in your closet at the low, low price of
0: $99. Good stuff. Well done, Sean. Well done to everybody who entered, whether by chance or not. Congratulations, Mr. Adam Bean-Smith. You are the Belly of the Week winner for episode 460. Let's have one more listen to you before we finish up. The atmosphere is going to be electric. We also have one of the greatest sports people of our time, the incredible
4: charismatic
1: phenomenon that is Clarissa Shields on Defending Her World Treasure and she just Treasure <laughs> <laughs> Long John Silver fucking Clarissa Shields <laughs> what the fuck is that about alright there in the, in the
4: skies Open and in the, the seas in the Vasily <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clarissa Shields walking out with a fucking eye patch and a peg leg out to the ring fucking hell Defending <laughs> Her treasure. Good. Okay.
0: Well done, Bean. Well done. Uh, just for a hand back to you, Matty, thanks to everyone who's dropped in super chats. Mark Mills, uh, Declan Graffin, especially, Chris Burns, No Contacts, Katie Taylor, and Ricky Graville. Back to you, Matty. Thank you.
2: Yes. Thank you, everybody, for those uh, very, very generous super chats. We appreciate it very much. And we appreciate everyone in the chat very much. I appreciate Steve Wellings, Ozzy Smith, Andy Patterson and Rob Kelly very much. And hopefully we have some boxing to appreciate next week. Uh, until then, I was your host, Matt DiGelenardo, and we will see you folks next week.
4: We'll never forget. We want to be honest, yeah. Trying like a little bitch.
1: I've never met a fucking so
4: and can fight me. I I fell asleep. I I fell asleep. You're a fucking bum. You're a fucking ass. We'll never forget. Sports, social, podcast network.